fucking bananas, dude. And yeah. That's um I wonder when it's gonna correct. Man. I talked to one guy and he said, um, this is the bottom. Cause I was like, when's it gonna go back down to where it's gonna be normal and stuff? And he's like, Man, this is the bottom. Man, this is I don't think it's gonna change. That's crazy. I mean, you're looking at some ch- wood chips and glue. <laughs> Fifty bucks a sheet. I'm gonna fix all these cameras because I haven't recorded in about two weeks. Right. But yeah, it's uh, it's freaking bananas, and I'm just I, I'll I'll be all right. Ain't no Man, this is this is a nice setup. It's good. <laughs> this is what I always wanted to do. I wanted to have start me a podcast. Well, this has got you know. You know. Um, I drive, I just drive to Tulsa and back. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I go to Branson, but Tulsa and back, and I'm off. I work like four to noon, mm-hmm. and I'm off. All right. And I listen to podcasts all the time. And I'm like, they got some good podcasts out there. And I'm like, man, I got some guys that I used to run with that will have a good podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, nah, I, I would like to. Get uh, everybody from like you know back when we were kids on out the short tail. That's what I'm talking about, though. Guys, because I, I still talk to guys Wanda, Bobby, Corey, pa- Bobby Dunn, Corey Paxton. We all still, you know, Corey. You want, uh, I got something to drink. I got water. I got something called a discipline go. It's like a Jocko drink. Mm-hmm. One of the podcasts I listen to. I'll get you one, yeah. but. You may or may not like it, but it's Tito, and I just listen, I mean, I listen to, like, Joe Rogan, of course. Yeah, Joe Rogan is great. But that's, there's no sugar in that. It's sweet with something called monk fruit mm-hmm. from somewhere else, and it's, uh, get a taste for it, it develop a taste for it, but it's, uh, I've been saving up and saving up and saving up. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm on a car, you know, I'm about, I want to buy another Camaro and a Corvette. Oh man, that, that, that new, the, the new mid-engine Corvette That's and the new mid-engine Camaro. I want to, I, I would love to have one, but I got to get my wife a new house first. <laughs> and, but I'm not going to buy one of those. I'm actually going to get me a. What do you want to get first? Uh, I actually want to get a, a 70 to 72 Chevelle. I, I don't want to have to do nothing to it. I just want to buy it. Go through the bank and finance it. <laughs> Pay the bank, you know. Just lay it out on payments. And you know there's a place that does that for those cars? Yeah. It's it's a place in Dallas. We got a place right here off of, there's one off of 39th. Oh, the super sports place? Yeah, I, I don't I, I can't remember the name. I just ride by every now and then. I see the old cars over there, and I say, I'm going to go check, check them out. <laughs> yeah, I forget what the name of the place. Woodside. Woodside, and they're in another country. They're in another country. They're in another um, state, but they finance, like, classic cars, mm-hmm. Lamborghinis. They'll finance them for, like, 15 years. 
to where you could buy like an R8 or something crazy and your payments like 400 a month. Hell, I don't, I, but the insurance, your insurance can be higher than that. <laughs> well, if you got a clean record, right. there's places that insure it. Oh, That's okay. another game. It's a whole another game by itself. But this all sounds good talking to that mic. I'm gonna set it up. Hello, hello. Yeah, you don't you don't have to be about like mm. about what you are, like yeah. four or five inches, because it. I dumped all my money into this place, so apparently it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, you look you 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 got it you got it good, looking looking nice, sound good too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you, is you can hear it through your head headphones? Yeah, real good. Yeah, here we go. I'm gonna try try this Jocko. Close door. Yeah, I listen to that guy. It's uh, that's all I do is listen to podcasts. And I was like, man, I got some. I run. We grew up, you know. Do you remember? So when did you move to? Uh, when did you move to that area right next to Harding? You lived on Hill Street, right? No, I stayed on 32nd. 32nd. My bedroom window actually faced Harding's uh, gym. Okay, yeah, the yeah. The big yeah. gym. And it had the little gym uh-huh. and the big gym. So you were on 32nd? Mm-hmm. No, no, you no. St- you stayed on 31st, right? Right. And, like, William, William stayed on the corner of 31st and Chartel, his house that he used to stay in no longer oh. No longer is, is no longer uh, there anymore. It's like trees and. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, then Major, Major Hudson, he stayed on off of Twenty Ninth and Chartel. Those apartments. apartments yeah. Mm-hmm. And um. Do you remember Tony Daughtry by chance? He only went there for a couple of years, like eighty two or eighty three, and then he moved somewhere else, I think. But he lived in those apartments too. I probably did. So. I can't remember. I thought you lived across from the field, Mm-mm. like down, like four houses down from the gym, facing the field. Mm-mm. No. So you were on thirty second. Okay. Yeah, I was on thirty second. The house, it was a duplex. Oh yeah. And uh, I actually stayed there. Ooh. From uh, sixth grade all the way till my sophomore year. Then we moved out here on MacArthur. And then, then junior senior year, I stayed. I graduated from Northeast, but I stayed out here on MacArthur. Uh-huh. My mother drove me to school every day. So you kept going. Yeah. Okay, so. I was wondering because you know the like the Walkers, Mark Walker, and mm-hmm. Little John lived on Thirty Second. I lived on Thirty First. Do you remember Junebug? Cleveland Davis. He yeah, lived, Cleveland Davis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He lived across the street from me, or his grandmother. His, his grandmother yeah. did. Yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, and his cousin Ronnie. Her, uh, yeah, Phyllis, Candy. Uh huh. I still see Candy to this day. Really? Mm-hmm. Man. I haven't seen Cleveland. He reached out to me on Facebook, I think, about four or five years ago. He was doing some kind of business, and we just talked, and I. Didn't, we used to play football in the front yard. You know, he was always kind of big. If you've seen him, yeah, he's a monster now. He's giant. Because <laughs> like, he was like two years younger than me, but he was bigger than me as a ten-year-old. Yeah, he was. He was. Cleveland uh, was actually the same age as my little as my younger sister. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we grew up. So you moved there in probably seventy-nine or eighty. 
somewhere around sixth there. grade. Yeah, sixth grade. Where'd you go to ele- elementary school? Edgemer. Oh, you I always I always stayed in that area. Oh, right okay, there. okay, okay. Yeah, I, so like me, Dustin, Ho- Dustin Hope, Phaedra, um, Charles, and Kevin Davis. Okay, yeah. Uh, whew, I can go on forever. Uh, Naming people. Did you see Brian Southern and uh, uh, Shannon Southern? We all we all went to Edgemere. Uh, first time I ever when I first met Brian was mm-hmm. on the soccer field. I went there from kindergarten. I went to fourth grade, but I never forget Brian Southern. I was I think I was third grade. He was a fourth grader. It was third graders versus the fourth graders playing soccer, mm-hmm. and I stole the ball from and. The next play, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but he, it, we weren't even playing with a leather ball. We had a rubber ball with those. It was a hard rubber ball. Oh, and no. it had the little little, little round prickly things on uh-huh. And he kicked that ball and hit me smack dead <laughs> in the fucking face. And it was just like, oh my God, it stung. I mean, it stung. I, I was I, I was still playing, but I mean it like that stings. It stung, but then it 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 dazed me too. But I kept playing, I kept playing, and that's when after that game, me and him like were like cool from there on out through all the way from grade school, middle school, high school. You know, then we started wrestling, and you know, I it was just like then I'm you know you know going into middle school. No, I, that's when I met you. Yep, Harding. Mm-hmm. And Harding, with sixth graders. <laughs> yep. And I went to Polk. I moved there in '79 and went. I to went. Polk. To, I went to Polk too. Okay, so we, mm-hmm. we went at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't think of my teacher's name. I don't remember any teachers at mm. Polk. No. It was just that one year, and that's I, where I met Jeff Hanska. Yeah. And random other people. He was my main buddy right there. We got out of Polk, and then. That's when I went to Harding and met Ever Parish, Rodney. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I you, met all. I met all Corey them. Corey Kirkland. Yeah, I met all. I met all those guys. Uh, uh, middle school, middle school. I met all of them right along with you. I mean, like I still see these guys. I talk to them, you know, uh, on the phone or either on Facebook. You know, we'll chat on Facebook. We'll like uh, or either exchange numbers, talk. You know, every now mm-hmm. and then. Uh, last time. You didn't, you you didn't, they had a Northeast reunion, and this is when they just built that class in circle, and they had just finished it up, and it was, what's the name of that pizza place that's right there? Pen, was it Red Pen? No, it, no, it's a pizza place. Uh, class in circle. Uh, anyway, we had a Northeast reunion there, so. Yeah, but, yeah. I was there. You was there? I invited you and B. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, all right. I can, Mark I can't Walker remember. and Heidi and Bryce yeah. and everybody. Yeah, Bryce. Yeah, and seeing that, that's a good thing. I hadn't seen Bryce in so long, and that's one of the coolest dudes. Yeah. I mean, I, I always thought he was, like, the coolest dude ever in in school. I mean, all the way from middle school to high school, he was, like, always quiet and laid back, and, you know. you know he. <laughs> I had lunch with him and Michael Lee and Bruce and Mark. Bruce Manis. And Bryce, yeah. Yeah. Uh, three weeks ago mm-hmm. at a barbecue joint. Uh, Clark, whatever that is. Oh, Clark Barbecue. Yeah. I just went there. Me and my wife just went there Saturday. Oh, yeah. It was for the first time, and it was like, it was all right. I mean, I'm, me, I'm not a fan. I'm a, I like barbecue, but 
I don't like I'm I don't think nobody's barbecue better than mine. <laughs> oh yeah. They, we were burnt ends and they weren't that great. It's the mm. smaller places like there's a back door place on twenty third and like Walker. That's yeah, really yeah, uh, right across the street from Subway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, that place is good. It, it's at a Cajun Corner, right right oh, across yeah. from Cajun Corner. Yeah. But yeah, I still talk. I'm like you. I talked to a lot. Of, I still talk to Corey. I could talk to Corey the most. I, and B's not on there. William. No, he ain't. He he, he refused to have a, uh, uh, a Facebook, Facebook or a smartphone. Uh, okay. No, uh, he just don't want Facebook. Period. He don't. He, he don't. He don't. What do you want? What what do you want to call it? Uh, social media. Yeah, social media. He 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 uh, he just says it's, it's just it's just messy. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. If uh, for sure, I don't <laughs> want to mess with none of that. I mean, if if you got drama or some yeah, people, yeah. I mean, like, hey. I mean, me as you see, if I post anything, it's laugh. I, it's a joke. <laughs> it's yeah. to make people laugh. I. Personal problems, you know what I'm saying? You leave that. You, yeah. I, I, I don't. When I see people on there going live and ran their problems or, go, or Pol- politics, man, I, I hate politics. They're horrible. I'm Democrat, Democrat, Republican. I hate both of them. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm just gonna keep it real, cause I mean, in the end, I mean, you know, it's it's only for the rich. I mean, you, if the rich get richer, the poor get poor. You ain't even a middle class no more. It's either you're rich or you're poor. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's getting it's getting worse. I yeah. think social media may be a causal thing to propagate the differences mm-hmm. because before all this, it was just like let's, let's go, everything's cool. What I thought, and then mm-hmm. on social media, it's just like now everybody's got a voice. Yeah, everybody's got a TV studio. Yeah. to come rant you know or whatever and i'm just like whatever i just want to hang out with my friends yeah and i mean like and you know what kills me the most it's like you know when just like you said you know before social media everything was like everybody was like okay everybody cool and whatnot then social media came out and then all this racial divide shit started and i'm like Took a few years, but yeah, it took a few years, but then it just hit the fan like real hard. Like everything was still cool in twelve and yeah. thirteen, then and then sixteen, sixteen hit. That's when, when like, Donald uh, Trump. No, it really started showing when when Obama got elected. Oh yeah, yeah. When he started running for president, right before, right when he started running <coughs> for president, it was just like, okay, you know what the fuck. Are we are we really going here like this? You know, I mean, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, whatever happens, happens. But, <coughs> but, like, I, th- I think I called I called in to KVSP once because mm-hmm. they were talking about busing, and I was like, I'm glad I got bused to Northeast because I met a lot of dudes, you know, from Northeast, and. A lot of white people, I don't think, um, I have a lot of, have interaction with black guys. I grew up, you know, I went to, where'd I go? Uh, Burbank. That's where I meant, you remember France, Stanfield? Mm-hmm. Met him and a bunch of other guys there. And then we went to Harding. I don't know if he went to Harding. He might have went to Moon. No, uh, France, France went to Harding with us. Okay, so. Yeah. yeah, he came there. I met him like in second grade. I've known him that long, mm-hmm. and so 
it's it's just a normal thing for me to run around with Asians. You know, yeah. We grew up I mean, we grew up with them. I mean, right. you know, I mean, we our neighborhood was diverse. Yeah, you, you, it was Mexicans, Asians, black, white, uh, Indian, Indian. Uh, I mean, you couldn't you yeah. couldn't miss our neighborhood, and it wasn't like you know nobody didn't get along. We would meet at Memorial Park on on a mm -hmm. Saturday morning, like at, the, at this time. It would be a hundred kids on their bikes mm -hmm. sitting right there, all colors, and right. and and we jumping, we jumping, the, jumping the curve right there, by <laughs> taking turns jumping the curve right, right there by the fountain, yeah. and everybody laughing and talking, joking. Was no fights, wasn't nobody trying to steal nothing, or wasn't nobody looking at. The, uh, we didn't go. On, I we think go, because you, we were just all together, we all grew up like that, and yeah. there wasn't like this divide. Like I think, like people that went to, I guess maybe McGinnis or Edmund mm -hmm. or whatever back in the 80s, there was like no diversity out there, no black people. Yeah. There might have been one or an Asian, but they didn't. So they, I think the social media made them feel guilty, maybe, or made them feel like they needed to overly go in the other direction to make themselves feel better. Or I, I don't know. I don't know what, what um, I'm trying to say, but I'm just like, I don't get it. I'm just like I'm so thankful that I ran around with all the people we did back Man, in the I, day, and it's just like I can honestly say, going to the schools that I went to, and like Oklahoma City Public Schools are shit now. But yeah. back then, no, I you could not ask for a better education to go going to Edgemere, Hardin, and Northeast. It was like everybody think. Just because Northeast was on the east side, Douglas was a predominantly black school, but Northeast wasn't. You know, it was like you know, it, it was like you had more black black kids going there than white, but nobody, everybody interacted mm -hmm. together. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no, oh, you just had a black crowd over here and a white crowd over here and an Asian crowd. Everybody would be, you know, and then mm -hmm. like you. You know, it's just like, you know, you you grew up with us, and, I mean, you know, we're on our bikes. Remember skateboard. Derwin? Yeah. Derwin Scales? Yeah, Derwin Scales. And Patrick. Come on, Glenn. Dur I talk, me and Patrick, me and Patrick, they little brother, Gerard, mm -hmm. um, Derwin, you know, I grew up with these cats, you know, we, we played f Little League football together. Uh, I mean, you know, we would meet at the church right there off of Western, off of Western and 36. It used to be a grocery store right there. It's a, it, all right, right there on the corner of 36 and Western, it's a furniture place that been there forever. Bruno's. Bruno's, yeah. Then, you, right next door, it was a grocery store. Uh, the other end. Fine Foods. Yeah. That's where I worked. All right. Yeah, you did work there. 14 years Okay. Ago. And then uh, the church there the on church 37th. Right there. Oh, yeah, the church right there on 37th. Right. Well, as you go on the side, it w the the priest or whatever preacher, you know, he told us it was okay. It was a basketball go back uh -huh. there. I don't know too many kids that knew that it was a basketball go back there, but we used to go back there and play basketball. Mm -hmm. You know, me, Bobby, Corey, Major, William. You know, that that's where we played basketball. You know, because like you go to Memorial Park, the bigger older guys they wouldn't pick you up in yeah. a game. They you know? take over over there. Yeah, yeah, they take over over there. We can. We can play. We can play right. twenty one and 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 sign out and all that. <laughs> Do you remember Hung? 
Kong Lee? Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> he used to almost dunk, and he was whatever, five, five foot five yeah. or something. And yeah. He would jump, jump off that wall and dunk. Yeah, yeah but like, that was the thing at Harden. Yeah. They would run up. I mean, every morning we'll sit there before class. Everybody would gather right there at those basketball goals. Mm-hmm. That is we played. Play, one half, play, everybody was playing sign out. Mm-hmm. That, was, that, was, that was the game. And, you know, you have guys like Parrish and Rodney Smith. You know, I, and that's another guy I still talk to, Rodney. Right. I yeah. see him on my on my feed. Yeah, he drive he drives trucks too. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, run up the wall, that dunk on that dunk on you. You know, they were the bigger guys. Tywan Jones, uh, oh, wow. Mickey Mickey uh, Mickey Malone. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, Mickey Malone was huge. He been he been huge. That's what that, people think think he just got that size he was that size in middle Ed school Hardy, for, yeah. at, at six, he was like six, six foot five at six, eighth grade or yeah something. six foot five three hundred some pounds as as uh, as, as uh, middle school and everybody was like well you know that big Ooh, he, he big i was like man that dude been like that ever since i know him. you remember uh, bill smiley from northeast yeah bill smiley big tall crazy ass <laughs> bill <laughs> bill man he can't stay out of trouble. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. I lost. I lost track of him. No, he was on, he, he hit me up on social media. He's in trouble again, but he, oh, got, is he? he got us a cell phone in, in prison somehow. <laughs> is he going to get out? Hmm? Is he getting out anytime? I don't know. Um, I, I, I never asked him what he was in there for, or none mm. of that. You know, he's just like, hey, what's up, little Greg? Because you know, a lot of people still call me little, little Greg. Greg. Yeah, you know, like. Cause you were in middle school, you were a hundred no, five pounds. No, 90. no, hell no, I wasn't even close. I never got to a hundred pounds until I was a sophomore. I remember you were tiny, I, tiny, I but was, you were I wrestling. Was, I, I, I wrestled Steve Lewis. I never. This is how I started wrestling. They needed a sixty-eight pounder. I was, I was a uh, sixth grader, and I was. Walk, I was at my locker, and next thing I know, Steve Lewis and Reggie Reggie Woods walked up to me and said, how much you weigh? And I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at these two big old dudes. You know, Reggie Woods always uh-huh. been muscled, and Steve Lewis, he's six foot some, 300 some pounds in middle school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, I don't know how much I weigh. They's like, be at the, be at the gym after school. Yeah, I knew sixty eight pounder. Damn. I was uh I was telling my son this morning. I said this dude's coming over. I went to like sixth grade with. He used to wrestle around hundred pounds, and I was like, <laughs> I guess I was wrong because you weren't even. No, I, no. I, I started out sixty eight pounder. I was like, I barely could make weight. At, they just like, just because. It was middle school. I was like, you couldn't be like ten pounds shy. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was like barely fifty eight, fifty nine pounds. God damn. That's the only way I I barely made made weight every time. But when did you start gaining like gaining serious weight? Like eighth grade, ninth grade? No, nah, my I was. Even after high, after my sophomore year, I wrestled. My fr- my freshman year, I was one of. I didn't wrestle because they had uh, Patrick Randall there, 
which he was uh, elite. He was he was the one he was he not Patrick Randall but uh God what's his name? Whoa 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 uh Darren Randall that's his name Darren Randall Darren Randall, Darren Randall. he was one on one pounder for Northeast at the time he was the starting one on one pounder. Okay. Well, what happened was you know I came in I'm this hot shot kid. Coming out of middle school, everybody like, hey, this guy right here, all city champion, north side champion, this, that, another. Okay, you know, this guy, he state champion. From Oklahoma City Public School, one on one pounder, one of the best, but it's his senior year. I wrestled this guy, he schools me that whole. Really? My freshman year. I mean, I. Anybody else? You had Ted Samuels and and, yeah. and you know William William Russell too. Did he? Yeah, but William Russell one hundred and eight. Dan Randall was one hundred and one. So William was actually a one hundred and one pounder. So in mid season they switched weights. They switched weights. So William became the one hundred and one pounder. Darren could start gaining weight, so he went to one hundred and eight. And he went to state. He took and he was wrestling a little bit bigger guys and made strong, a little stronger, but he ended up taking second his senior year. But he got a major scholarship to Iowa, to the out to Iowa Hawkeyes, and, and that's a big, that's yeah, a big wrestling program. And went there for a little bit, and ended up still going back. He was always working at Leo's Barbecue. Oh yeah, when I, when I first met him, thirty six in Philly, and he. T- I remember he left and he came back, and here we go. He 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 was done. It was over. Hmm. You know. And you wrestled all the way through high school, right? Yeah. So you know, my sophomore year, I didn't start till my sophomore year. Sophomore year, I came in. I mean, everything was a breeze. Everything was a breeze. Who was the wrestling coach? Uh, uh, Dick Hall, Richard Hall. I remember him. I remember Mr. B at Harding. I don't know if he was a wrestling coach at Harding. No, uh, my sophomore and junior year, freshman, sophomore, and junior year was Richard Howell. Hmm. He, he was the, bo- the um, by far the best wrestling coach I had. I mean, don't, he was big stomach, had a big old red beard, curly hair, curly hair. I probably always, always wore wore north the northeast. Uh, uh, one you know the start the the high school jacket with the with okay the, with Letterman the, Le, Letterman jacket with the N on it and he had he uh it was I mean he wore that every day he was always in sweats he's either if it's it winter time he's in sweats summertime he wore those gray you know those great coaches mm-hmm. shorts he was a football coach too okay he was a football coach and a wrestling coach Golly. and um, when I was in, when we were in high school I was just I did, I was barely there. I would go there to be with my friends, and then we'd like all pack up and be like, "Where are we going? Let's ditch." Well, freshman, sophomore, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Junior and senior and senior because I went two senior years. To I, 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 I never I never knew you ditched. Yeah, I was. I'm my senior year. I I started ditching a little bit, but I was I was I was petrified to ditch. I'm not gonna even lie. I'm, I, I was more scared of my, my, my mom than anything. <laughs> See, my parents weren't going to beat my ass. <laughs> they, would be, they were just like, I'd be home 
<laughs> doing something and they'd be like what are you doing i'm oh, spring break oh okay and they because they worked they were just always working mm-hmm. so i was like you could get away with it back then yeah but yeah i, I was always nah, gone I, I was you know i came from a single parent home it was just me my mom my sister and uh everything was you know when she, my mother was at work i was the man of the house I, that's how i know how to cook mm-hmm clean i mean you know if i had to do those type of things when i got home after wrestling practice it's like i had a job you know what i'm saying you know i had to cook for my sister like you know my sister like i had cousins that lived like on the same block as me and they stayed like on the other side on the other side on the other side of the street but like five about four houses down Mm -hmm. and my that's where my sister would be at until i got out for wrestling practice and then i would get her and Go home, and mom would have a have, have a have 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 a list. All right, you know I got this in the this type of meat in the fridge, and you, I need you to cook this. I need you. This is the size we're gonna have. I'm, I was, you know, you middle school cooking? middle school. I was cooking full course meals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know, you know, and it was kind of you know, it made me the person that I am now. I mean, I, you know, I've been in trouble in my lifetime you know what i'm saying went to prison you know selling drugs you know what i'm saying and hey i was gonna ask you about that when what year was that because i remember you were like you gone for a while then nah my first time i I first i went i went i went i got locked up three times that explains it and uh the first time i went in 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 90. 1990 Uh, so that's a couple years after graduation mm -hmm. see i got a scholarship to any I got a two-year ride to JUCO College for wrestling and went up there and I was like the only black kid there. And dude, it was like, There's a bunch of- I, I was, you know, guys from, from all over, you know, from Ohio and all these places. These guys were like, you know, you know, just fucked with me constantly and I had to, I got attacked by a football player, protecting myself, and I got kicked out of college. He, he got to stay there. I got, I got kicked out. Wow. I was one. I wasn't the only black guy there, but I was one the only black, black. And your wrestling team didn't really have your back, <laughs> huh? No, nobody. They, they, I had nobody to stand up for me. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, just like, this here's this guy. He's a lineman. He's six three, probably about two hundred and fifty pounds. Constantly picked on this little at this time I wasn't even I'm five six now. So at this time I didn't finish growing until I was like twenty to get this hype to like twenty one, twenty two. Mm-hmm. So I I grew I didn't I was four foot ten when I graduated from high school, Jeez. barely hundred and fifteen pounds. You know, cause I my last my senior year I wrestled at one fifteen, and I was that big old guy was just felt like bullying you, huh? Yeah, just picked on me. You know what I'm saying? Little bitty guy, and and I just you know he he sucker pu- he, he, he sucker punched me. He sucker punched me, and and I took I had I had my book my book you know back then we had the gym bags mm-hmm. and I had my books and then I. Turned around, and swung, and hit him, hit him, and hit him in the face with it, and it rocked his ass, knocked him down, and I beat him with the bag. And when they broke it up, 
Here I am getting in trouble. Like, okay, you got this little big guy right here. You got this big old guy, but he's the victim? Okay. Come this on. This is insane. Let me no. get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I wasn't trying to leave. They kicked me out. They kicked me out. So hmm. from there, I was like trying to figure out. I mean, I was basically like, you know. That was when stuff was crazy around. Yeah, and then like, you know, I was like, what am I going to do? After I left home, I said I refused to go back home. So got, got, got with some guys that I knew from the old neighborhood, and we started hanging out, and then I seen they was, you know, some was slinging weed, you know. Some was slinging cocaine. Shit. I was like, shit, let me get both of those. <laughs> I never used no, I never used that. drugs, but I sold them, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was just like, hey, you know, you know, the money started coming. I seen like, I mean, at that time, you know, what they call curve seven, you know, shit, you go stand, stand, at, stand in, in front of a store in the neighborhood and Crack was just hitting Oklahoma, at mm -hmm. this, hitting the Oklahoma scene then, and shit. Anybody would pull up and be like, "Hey, you got, you got it, you got it," and be like, "Sell it, no problem." Then when the police got hip to it, then that's when undercover. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I never got hit with no undercover stuff like that. It was like I might have been going to make a sale and had a little bit on me and. Got caught slipping, you know what I'm saying? Slippers count, you know, and I got I got busted, you know, got locked up, you know, and then you know, and you know that's I mean it's like people I thought that were friends, I mean they knew I had an apartment, you know, not thinking I didn't have a bank account, shit, right. shoebox in my closet it was was my bank, right? Stack full of money, you know, up under the up under the mattress with a. Shit, guys, guys know I'm locked up. Go kick his door in. Bam, go steal all the shit. So you done money for an attorney? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I did. I used a public defender a few times on, on, on a couple of cases, you know what I'm saying? And, um, like, the last time I got in trouble was 20, 2013, 2014. Yeah, 20, no, 2013. I, I got shot. Uh, guy was trying to, I had an El, El Camino, 81 El Camino. Mm -hmm. Had the foosh rims on it. I, had, I was taking it to car shows all the time. And uh, sitting there drinking some beer. And I remember I was waiting on my kid to get out of school. And it was just like, I'm at this 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 tie shop that I used to be at all the time on on the east side. My friend, it was my partner's, it was his it was his tie shop. So I would go up there and hang out with him. And uh, I just had a few minutes before it was time for me to go pick up my kid my kid from school. And uh, he was in grade school. I think he was probably about second grade, first or second grade. Mm -hmm. And I'm waiting on him, and uh, talking like I'm facing you now. I'm talking to these older guys, and uh, I'm talking to these older guys, and they all, we all sitting there, and I see they, 
you know, get a like. But I'm not. It never hit me until after the fact when I get shot. Guy coming up behind me shoots me in the back. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was on the news and everything. You still can look it up. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why I didn't find out. So you got shot in the back, and then yeah, what? I mean, everybody, everybody on, like, um, you go back, you go scroll back all the way through social media, all the way back to October of 2013. Uh, it was, you see, 50 million. Uh, you see, 50 million people like. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, say you know get well soon and all that you know I'm like I didn't even know that you know because I really wasn't into social media at the time right. my wife had made my wife had made me a social media page and okay. before I got shot and uh, I really wasn't on Facebook like that at that time but uh, I, I was in a coma I was in a coma for three weeks Shit. yeah I lost I went in I got shot I was two hundred. And at the time I was working out all the time, I was 205 pounds. When I got out the hospital, I was 153 pounds. Oh, my. Total different look. I never had no gray hair. I woke up, I had gray hair, gray beard. What did that I mean, hit? Not, it, huh? What the bullet hit? It hit, it, yeah, it hit me in my spine. It hit my spine. Show you. It hit my spine right there. You see what? Right there. Yep. Hit that. Wow. It hit me right there. Bounced off my spine. Broke this rib right, my 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 rib down here, and bounced off of that and ripped through my back and lodged down here in my lower back. So that's why. Damn. Got got a zipper. What they call a zipper. Uh huh. So. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. But we'll uh, go ahead and hear a buzz, but we're good. Yeah, so uh, after all that, you know, you know, I I mean, I mean, I could go on and on and tell you all kind of crazy stories but about <laughs> being about that. But, you know, I mean, not just that. I mean, just in life's general that I've been through, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, hey, dude, you know what I'm saying? You know, right now, it made me a, a better person. That last episode right there made me a better person because what happened was I wasn't even, I couldn't even walk. No, seriously, I was walking on a walker. Mm-hmm. One of those walkers like like the old older people do. And uh, I was walking, I, I wasn't even at the hospital a good week and I wasn't supposed to be driving or none of that but I had got a phone call and this, this one lady named Lisa she's like hey I know who shot you and she's like if I would have knew that they was talking about shooting you I would have you know I would have called you and let you know mm-hmm. ahead of time but you know she's like I didn't know who they was talking about and after I was after I got out the hospital, that's you know she called me and told me so. She was like, "Hey, I gotta go." I got. She was she got into trying to tell me what was going on, and what happened was she was like, didn't know that the guy that shot that had, that had something to do with getting having me shot, 
was her boyfriend. And he was like, you know, a guy from Cal. He was from California. And then, you know, was on, I was in the streets, gang, gang scene, you know what I'm saying? And here I am, this guy tripping over some shit uh, over 20 years ago. You know, I'm not even living that life no more. I'm I'm making I'm still making my money at, at around that time, but I'm having I'm having so much money and 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 fun at the time. I, the gang scene is far far away out of my life. Say, you know what I'm saying? I'm I was too. I, I was that I'm not living that life, but I'm still hustling. And uh, I was having I was having 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 it my way. You know what I'm saying? And you know, back tear up cars, buy another one, fix it up, sell it, get another one, do what I do what the hell I want to do, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I was like, you know, then I had the little you know, I started my little remodeling the thing and, you know, started people would hire 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 me and got I had a little crew a crew of five people that, you know, should come through re 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 rock your re sheet rock, move walls around and you know, put you know, just redo a house, and you know, and I had that going on, and just had everything, you know, going my way, and you know, and it's just like that came out of nowhere. I was like, wow, this guy was still mad at me for some shit we got into over twenty years. We were kids, here we are, forty some years old, and you, you sent some guys, <laughs> well, you know, but he was still in the streets, like uh-huh. you know. It's real for him, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's still in the streets right now. I, I just actually heard that he caught a new caught another case and on his way back to prison. And this guy been back and forth to prison fifty million times. I'm like, you know. Then I found out, per se, uh, David Prater, mm-hmm. he uh, looks out for this guy. Really? Yes, he really does. Because he's an informer or something. Yeah, um, it's this guy. It's a preacher. Black preacher named Pastor Manning, that uh, right here off of Northeast Tenth and Woodside in Midwest City, he had a church. I don't know if he still got his church right there, but he would like go to. He was an ex felon that ended up becoming a preacher, and he would go to prisons and mentor guys and this, that, and the other. Try to mm-hmm. supposedly change his life around, but if you start going to his church. Him and David Prater like this, mm-hmm. so basically he was like, you know, want you know, to get you if you get in trouble, I can get you out of trouble, but you got to work with me and David. You know what I'm saying? You know, tell us mm-hmm. about any murders, uh, who's selling the do- who's selling dope and all this shit. He wow. came at me out like that after I sh- after, all right, like back to where I was saying I was, I was out the I was at the hospital a week. Like I said, I wasn't supposed to be walking that, and I got that phone call. So I go and uh, I go and uh, and to my partner's house the next morning. And I tell him, I say, "Man, this chick Lisa called me and say uh, she know who shot me and moves mad another." He said, "Man, I, if I was you, I would go over there and uh, and uh, see what see what she's talking about." Well, it's kind of early in the morning. And I'm just like, I said, I'm going to just ride by there, just see if maybe I'll see anybody up moving around by a house. 
and I, you know, if so, I go. But just so happened, this is crazy thing. This is a crazy thing because this was basically God at work. Just put it like this: This is God at work. I'm already the reason why I was in that coma. They put me in this this uh, self-inducing coma because they kept me in that because once I woke up, I was trying to get out that bed. They tied me down. Doctor, doctor told me it was this. And you don't remember any of that? No, I guess. No, I remember. Vague, I vaguely, I, I vaguely remember a few things, uh, just a little bit. I remember certain certain things, but I, I never forget when I finally. You know, when I wake up, I got two down my throat, one going down my nose. I got tubes, one hanging, big ass tube hanging out the side, off my under my arm, going that's down in my lung. Um, uh, I had all kind of hoses, pumping shit up out of, pumping all kind of different flu, fluids and shit coming up out of me. Keep me trying to keep me from being my in, my internals keeping uh, them from infected. getting infected, and uh, smell nurse never forget. Kind of not built, you know. He said you were one of the most hardest patients I ever had in my life. <laughs> he, I said, I said what? He said you were you were one of the most hardest patients I had in my life. I said why you say that? He said, dude, you were angry. <laughs> he said you come. We had to keep you. We had to keep, put you in a coma, so you you could heal up. Cause you kept ripping shit out, and you was talking about you gonna go kill this motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, the guy, I never forget, nurse, and that it was him and another nurse. They came and prayed on me because he was like, man, you you said some of the most worst shit to me in my life. I never had I ain't <laughs> never had nobody talk to me like that. He said, guy, I want. To punch you in your fucking face for <laughs> some, uh, 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 some, uh, uh, some points that you, me, he's like, you would wake up and just like, you would just, like, he's like, they would literally just put you under and you would come back up out of that shit and be like in a rage trying to get up out that bed. He's like, we tied you down, we did everything and then they was like, finally they was like, we gotta give him something and yeah. just keep him out. And that's what they did for three weeks. And you heal up so yeah. you can just come out and kind of cool off. Yeah, but uh, man, I, after that, I was I was I was still in the hospital for like three more weeks. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I get out and uh, all this conversation happened on the phone. I go to this girl's house and I I, I mean I'm shot. I'm coming out of shot. I'm. This ain't this wound hadn't even hadn't hadn't even healed, you know. I still got open wounds, so I'm not supposed to be driving. I supposed to be I supposed to be trying to rest and heal up. I take my kids to school that morning. My wife she been up, you know, taking care of me. I can barely I can't I mean at the time, you know, when I was in the hospital, I, I like I said I couldn't walk, so I got the nurses. Wiping my ass and all that shit. I'm like a literally like a baby, and that was one of the most that added to my anger because I couldn't do it for myself. And I was like, okay, 
whole time people come talk to me they're like you ain't gonna do nothing to this guy just let that shit ride let the police handle it and I'm like yeah I don't let the police handle it police ain't even arrested this guy hmm. they know who did it witnesses told who did it they know who I was there who was involved none of them has been arrested to this day on this case about me being shot this is 2013 and we are 2021 eight years wow so you're just kind of blowing it off and i mean i know what happened what happened was i i i shot him i like i said i went to that girl's house mm-hmm. like i said so i'm gonna go go over there and see if i see him but i did not know this was her boyfriend so what happened was you know, I pull up, I look at the front door, and I'm like, damn, it's, it's no movement, you know what I'm saying? It's early in the morning, just dropped my kids off, like seven something, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, look like people still asleep. So I was just about to drive off, then I seen this car hit the corner. When I seen the car hit the corner, I looked, I said, oh, this, this is that motherfucker right there. This is the motherfucker that shot me right here. And he stopped right in front of the house. So I pulls off. They, we both made eye contact. I pulls off. I could see him looking at me through, through his rear view. You know, his mm-hmm. side rear view. I, turned, I hit the corner and I came back. When I came back, he was walking up to the door. Like I said, I couldn't walk. So I parked the car and uh, I looked at him. And he turned around and he was like, the fuck do you want? Woo, 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 this and that. And he's walking up to the car and the motherfucker reached for the, for the uh, reached and grabbed my door handle like he gonna snatch my car. I was playing like I'm scared. I'm like, no, oh, man, please, please don't. You know what I'm saying, man? I'm still fresh out the hospital. I was just trying to come talk to Lisa and woo. You ain't talking to my woman, motherfucker. I'll kill you. And he grabbed that door handle and I took my gun and said, pow, I shot him through the hand. He, ah, took off running. He started, well, before he took off running, he was backpedaling. So I shot, I started shooting him. I shot him eight times. This guy, it's like six, six, three, two sixty. 260. You know what I'm saying? I have no, I had no fear of him. I had, I never had no fear of him. Cause you know, I mean, that wasn't the first time I had shot him. Like I said, we he was tripping over. Me and him got Back into in the day. yeah, we got into a uh, altercation and and he shot at me, and I shot him. He, his gang wasn't good. <laughs> I used to go. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a kid when I'm a country boy. My I ride horses, bulls, and I used rodeo and all that stuff. So you know, what I'm saying we it was hunting and stuff like that was something that I always did fishing. I always went to the country with, with my with my uncles and you know my cousins and all that, so I pretty I got a pretty good pretty good good aim. <laughs> <laughs> so I shot him, but uh, yeah, it I wasn't. I guess he uh, lived it, through that and yeah, he it wasn't it wasn't twenty five minutes later. I'm gonna say about forty five minutes later that the police was pulling up to my house. I knew they was coming. So 
because I I know who, like I said, he messed with this preacher, Pastor Manning, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, hmm. I said, well, I know the police coming, so never forget. Officer Sharp, Mike Sharp, pulls up to my house. And uh, I was walking down the street. And he looked, he said, no, that ain't him. Too little to be him, too skinny. And he looked again, he said, that is him. He said, hey, Greg, come here. When he grabbed me by my arm, he said, Clark. I said, what the hell are you doing? He said, man, come on. You know that you know this motherfucking guy done told on you. Took me down to the county. Booked me in. I was in, they set my bond at $109,000. I was set there for 23 hours. Never went upstairs. They booked, they, they did the processing and all that, but they never booked, they never took me upstairs. I was handcuffed because, like, probably about, say by like about I don't know how long it took them to get my I know immediately when I was arrested that uh, my bond was wherever they set my bond at I was going to make it as long as it wasn't a half a million or million dollars this guy didn't die I said I'm going to make this bond I knew I was going to make it so they set it at $109,000 and uh, needed 10900 I was like that ain't shit I got it. You know, here we go. I get, I, I'm get booked. In, I'm in downstairs and booking. They booked me in, and uh, finally, uh, this guy kept on walking by, and he had these papers. Kept on looking and kept on looking at me. He walked by. I mean, I could see this the same paperwork every time. He walked by me for hours with it and kept looking at me, kept looking. Then finally, he was like. Sign these And I looked at the time And that was, like I said It was early in the morning when I got arrested I got arrested about 9 or 8 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning By the time they came to my house So I look at the time on it Here it is, 11 o'clock I had 11 o'clock that day I had uh, I had a uh, Eleven o'clock that morning, I they made they, my my wife and them posted my made my bond. They didn't let me go till like nine o'clock, almost ten o'clock that next morning. I said handcuffed to the bench in Oklahoma County, open wound, and I kept on telling them, I said, "Hey man, I got an open wound, this, that, another." They wouldn't listen. They wouldn't listen. They'll never forget. I seen this guy not too long ago. He's not a, d- a d- detention officer no more. But when I seen him, uh, he came up and apologized to me again. Because I was like, hey, man, I got an open wound. I got me in this nasty-ass county jail. I said, I need some help. So I called this nurse over. And she raised up my, I, I raised up my shirt. And I said, look, I got an open wound. Uh, you know, because I was still. I Zipper, still, huh? Yeah, I, I, I had bandages over it. But, you know what I'm saying, I'm like, hey, I need this to be clean, you know what I'm saying, this and that, she's like, so she's over looking at it, and I never forget this guy came over, just being an asshole for no damn reason, 
came over, grabbed me, snatched me up, put me in a chokehold. First, he, he unhandcuffed me. He, he unhandcuffed me. He said, you want to keep bothering people when we told you 50 million times, you know, so many times to stop talking to, to the guards. And the I said, man, I'm trying to let people know I got an open wound. I just got through getting out of the hospital. I got an open wound. It need to be cleaned and this, that, and the other. And he unhandcuffed me. He said, come on. And when he unhandcuffed me, he slammed me up against the wall, put me in a chokehold, and my stomach started bleeding because he didn't busted my he didn't busted my 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 because I didn't have no staples. What I had was those had, big bandages. No, butterfly I had bandages. I had right here. You see these holes right here. These right here. Mm -hmm. It was like I had these rail these steel rails running down the side and. It was straight. It looked. It looked like it was strings going across. They pulled. T they pulled it tight, and had my stomach holding together like this. And the dude busted it. And he. And he. When. If I would have just really thought about it, I had a case. I had a serious case yeah. against Oklahoma County. But I was just like, I'm out. This motherfucker. I'm free. I wasn't tripping. This that and the other. But. When he seen when he seen me start bleeding, he and the nurse was like, "What the fuck?" Because she left when we got some bandage, we was going to get some stuff to clean me up. She's like, "What the fuck are you doing? He is hurt." You know what I'm saying? And I was weak as fuck. I had no, I had no strength to fight him back. I can I mean I'm 100. I'm from 205 to 153 pounds. I'm skinny as hell. I look like I've been on a crack diet. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this man tripping on? He choking me out. And she, and, he, and then she's like, he's bleeding. And he stopped and she pulled, she pulled. And then next thing I know, I got all these high ranking ass sheriffs coming down talking to him. What did you do and more? I said, what can I fucking do? Dude, I'm fresh out the hospital. I'm in here. Um, you see you how. You should have said, hey, man, I got shot and I had to go shoot the dude back. No, no, no. I'm talking about, no, I'm just. No, I'm just telling them, you know, they trying to say, this guy trying to say that I, I did something to him, but like, look at, go look at your cameras. You got 50 million cameras around here, and you coming to question me what the hell happened? I said, I was sitting here, I told the nurse that I, I had an open wound. I, I need to be, I needed this shit to be clean, you know what I'm saying? I'm in this county jail. I've been in here almost 20, 20 some hours, you know what I'm saying, waiting to get out, and you know, here, here, and here you go. You got this asshole guard that want to prove, want to be, want to be tough, want to be the toughest guy on the block. You know what I'm saying? Is Just, he a white guy, black guy? Yeah, he's a white guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, he was like, uh, you know, he was like, I was like, you know, what can I do? I'm, I said, I'm, I'm barely walking. You know what I'm saying? Literally, the police had to basically almost pick me up and help me, help me into the county. And um, the nurse, I never forget. She said, uh, "She said, yeah, I went to go get some bandages to come back and clean him. And next thing I know, he got some in handcuffs, slammed up against the wall, got him in a chokehold. She's like, ain't nothing this guy can do. He's he's." And the, the, she pulled up my shirt. She pulled up my shirt and showed the sheriff, one of the under sheriffs, and and uh, he was like, he looked at the guy and he was like, "Go to my office." And, then she's like, he was like, clean this guy up. And, uh, 
and and I said I made I, I, I said I signed my bond papers. He said, "Oh, you made bond?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "What's your name?" I said, "Gregory Davis." I believe I'd be damn. He left. Not even five minutes later, while she was cleaning me up, cleaning my cleaning my wound, dude said, "Gregory Davis." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Come on, you getting up out of here?" I mean. Been telling you, I signed my paper, my bond papers, 11 a.m. the day of the they arrested me. This is next morning. They held me that long. They don't. So he knew that that was not right, and he got you out of there. Yeah, he knew he the the whatever high-ranking sheriff he was, whatever he got me up out of there like that. He's like, and shit, I never went back in that damn place. Not looking to go back in that place, <laughs> but I fought that shit. I fought that case for oh, some like three years mm. back and forth to court for three years, and uh, you know, they, you know, it was just like they were like, you know, they was like, this guy ain't been in trouble in over ten years. They they were like. Man, we can't lock this guy up. You know what I'm saying? Like, been free ever since. They left. They threw it out. And that, this, that was it. That's good. Yeah, I didn't know that because I, you know, I'd ran into you when I was doing renovations and you were painting. Yeah, and that was probably the last time I saw you in person. That was like 12 because I just had my daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, after that. You know, I really, 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 my wife sat me down. She said, check this out. So I put up with your shit for a long time. I ain't told you, you know, like, you need to change. You need to leave this shit alone. And we're totally the opposite. I was this wild-ass street guy. Here she is, college-educated woman. Just the opposite. You married <laughs> up, huh? Hmm? You married up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, she was like, all right, it's either, it's either this family or the streets. And I said, fuck these streets because <laughs> I didn't get me find no better woman. So I, you know, got my ass in gear. And then I started, I started losing a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because of this, because I wasn't, I wasn't selling drugs no more. I, I mean, like being like uh the guys that I had working for me, they thought that I was gonna be and put it I was gonna be uh I was either gonna die I don't know if they stole them I can't remember because it was so long ago, but I can't remember if they stole my I can't remember if they stole my tools while I was in in the hospital or it was after I mean, it was around this, around that time, but they stole all my tools, disappeared, and all this stuff. And so, I mean, once so you had I to figure out how to do it straight. Yeah, I mean, I knew how to do it straight. wasn't no wasn't no dummy. I mean, I just you know sold drugs for <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like the thing I thought it was cool to do. So you know, I mean, free. I felt like. I'm not on nobody's radar that I know of. I mean, because I, w- I wasn't flashy like 
the drug dealer that you would normally see. You know, you see me. I'm looking like like the average family man. You know, I didn't move or do things like the the ordinary like your ordinary drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? Me, I you didn't have a Lamborghini <laughs> with gold Dayton's or something. <laughs> no, I no, I all my cars. Except you were like classics, right? Yeah, I was always with older car, older cars. It wasn't, you know, looking like the, the with the with the big old twenty some inch mm-hmm. rims on. No, it was it was it was no. I you know I, I I was more I'm more my cars always was in the hot ride stage. You know what I'm saying? Looking nice, you know, nice rims and mm-hmm. you know something that you know. I mean, I I would pull up I would pull up to a light and you know. Here you go. You got this this sixty something year old white guy talking. About <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, a black guy look at and be like, "That's clean." You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But you got the older white guys be like, "Yeah, that's th- that's a yeah. car right there." Yeah, that's you when know? you got the right car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't running around here with these big ass. Uh, like, who I, was that Northeast that had the yellow? I think it was the yellow Oldsmobile, yellow Chevelle convertible or something. Do you remember that guy? So like 87, 86, 87. I can't remember. I, I heard he died. But I don't know who it was. I can't. Remember. I, I can't. I, I'm. I. I would be lying if I said I remember somebody like that. I mean, you know, it's a lot of like. It's a lot of times I've been talking to guys, and they'll bring up a story, and and I they were like, "Yeah, Greg, you was right there. You remember you did it?" I'm like, seriously, it's I weird don't. How we remember certain. <laughs> yeah, certain thi- c- certain things, but it's just like. People got they come back and tell me so many stories about me, man. I was like, "Is this a made up story?" Or cause I can't believe it. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, we would we was we would what? I'm like, I don't remember. I don't. Did I don't you ever remember. Have a Camaro? No. That was I know. BB had BB and Major had BB. Y'all had the Camaro. You still got the yeah. same one? The white one. Oh. You had, had a black orange, one. I had an orange and black one. Orange and black school. one, yeah. And then I got a white one right after high school, and that's when I started running with BB and mm-hmm. all them. And then Major left, I guess. And <laughs> Major, BB had a black one with yeah. black wheels. Mm-hmm. I've got pictures of it. I know you sent me a picture. Of okay, I yeah. sent it to him. Okay. <laughs> I sent it to him. You sent me that picture, and yep. I sent it to him, and he he got it locked in his phone. He's like, wow. He came over. That was at my house. I was living with a buddy of mine. He came over and visit. And I yeah. took pictures of his car. Yeah, I remember. Me and William were buying. We were buying the house right there on Thirty Third and Western. Remember when we stayed right there on that corner house? Mm-hmm. Had the big old yard. Now it's actually a house. I guess because we didn't finish paying for it, we end up losing the house. We end up losing the house because. That's when William met his kid's mother and fell in love, and we and like man, it was standing at it. Then he started standing with her, and like we uh, didn't understand. I'm like, dude, if we would have finished paying for this house, you see, it's a house right here built on on the lot next door that we own. Because at first, the whole that whole lot that mm-hmm. that, that lot it was right two there, lots. it was two lots, but that was our that was our whole that was our yard. Mm. Our front we had a big front yard and b- that backyard was fenced in right there on the corner mm-hmm. right off of western and uh 
We was buying that house from that guy, and we were almost done paying for that damn place. We were young. Can you believe how much those houses are worth now that we grew up in? Man, those are $200,000, dollars houses. I was looking at that because, like I said, me and my wife been looking for a new house, and, and uh, I was like, oh Not God. in our old neighborhood, you ain't. <laughs> I was like, man, I wouldn't. I said, I mean, but the older houses value are more because they were built they're built better mm -hmm. you know you build houses i build houses you know how this these houses aren't, aren't built but they ain't made of nothing these newer houses anyway the newer houses are not the plot and a lot of them don't, don't even got plywood ain't they ain't got plywood yeah. sadness that foam board yeah. you know what i'm saying and that's why they blow away when turn it <laughs> <laughs> especially all those houses out in more because i worked with i worked for this guy named mike whitaker Kryptonite Frameworks. We built, when I was building houses with him, we, I was a framer. We built majority of Talavera and, and uh, Blue Stem and what was it? Blue Stem was on Santa Fe, right? 164th mm -hmm. Santa Fe. Blue Stem yeah. Ridge or something. Mm -hmm. Blue Stem. Um, Oakdale or Ta Oak Ridge. Talavera. I just passed the other neighborhood the other day. I can't think of it. Right there off of 34th Street. I can't remember. I could, something like that over there, out there more. We built a lot of those houses out there. They're more Norman area. And those houses weren't built out of nothing. And they pay up all the, I mean, it's ridiculous what they charge for these houses. And those houses don't even cost a quarter of what they, yeah. what they, what they use to build That's it. That's why it's, I can't. I'm <laughs> like, I ain't gonna buy this this house because I can build it for whatever seventy five dollars a foot, and you're mm -hmm. selling it for a hundred and fifty. I'll pass on that. But yeah, our old neighborhood was. It'd be so cool to be able to get those houses for what we, you know, halfway reasonable. But they're in a good area. That area is just you all that area. I I didn't know living over there back in the day. I didn't know the that area what it was symbolized you know like the artsy farty yeah. whatever paseo district yeah, yeah the paseo district i ran around with for <laughs> forever it was just like i just grew up there i knew that's where all my friends were like in that yeah three or four or five block area yeah i mean we didn't i mean it wasn't no use to go nowhere i didn't have to go nowhere i had all the friends i wanted right mm -hmm. there in the neighborhood right i mean we go from from block you can't. I couldn't point at one block, and I didn't know yeah. that somebody there. Some, not just somebody. You a few people. Chris, Chris Hughes. Yeah, Chris Hughes. Okay. I still, still, every now and then, get with him, smoke cigars, and drink, <coughs> drink a little. That's what he was, because he married a black girl, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, Chris. Chris. Uh, he lived on Hill, <laughs> I think. And Chris Hughes. Uh, guys, you know, Louis Stablish still lives over there on Thirty Second. He just did redid his whole house. Wow, it's huge. I know. Guy Swinder. Yep. He's driving a truck. Yeah. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him in a while. I used to see him at the rodeos all the time. Uh, Helen, his mom died just last year. Yeah. So he's uh, he's still, I see him on my Facebook all the time. I haven't talked to him in a bit, you know, since before COVID, but. Yep. He's all those, like, remember uh, Champagne? He lived on 31st in Chartel, right on the corner house. Vietnamese family. Yeah, 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 yeah. And those duplexes. Right. Jeff Hanska's dad owned all those duplexes, and he lived there. 
we would we would go we'd be watching you know all the karate stuff on Sundays and then after all the stuff was over no, in the afternoon we'd go outside, outside in front and do and flips, flips and, and yeah that <laughs> was that, that. it was kind of, it was kind of food theater that yep. was co- that's what it's called you could not find one kid outside in the neighborhood when that was on yeah but as soon as it was over with we were all outside <laughs> we were outside everybody going doing flips and thinking they knew karate <laughs> 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 yeah yep. I remember we Chartel was where we we used to ride up and down we used Ride Willie, see who could ride the longest Willie down Chartel because it was the only like majority of the other streets, like, were hilly. Yeah, it's either going downhill or mm-hmm. you know, Chartel was just your, your, your street between between Dewey and, and Chartel, Chartel was, was, the, was the only flat streets, yeah. but in, everywhere else went yeah. on both sides. <laughs> yeah, on both sides, yeah, yeah went, went down like that. I used to pedal my bike <laughs> down that hill to go to Little Jim's. Mm-hmm. On West Thirty First and Western, yeah. and I just fly down that. Um, it was you didn't you didn't have to pedal. You mm-hmm. just let it coast, and it, you, yep. you like you rode them thirty forty miles. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you know it wasn't no traffic in that neighborhood like that, so you know yep. you didn't have to really worry about no cars coming across this the, the cross streets that you would pass. That was just like I remember little gyms. We go to little gyms and buy a bunch of candy. Candy. And, Man, that was the thing to do. <laughs> and then keep going all the way to Classen and play Pac-Man and stuff at Seven mm-hmm. Eleven. They had two, three games. Remember Simmertron? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that? Was that Thirty Fourth? Simmertron was up there off of Forty. Forty. It used to be the old movie theater. The play. The old movie theater right there. On oh, West, on Western. On, on, on Western. Yeah. 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 There were several little. There was, was an arcade. Okay. You remember next to Neptune's for a while. Yeah, there was, was a little. Place. Yeah, there was a little small arcade. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 didn't get the business like Cinematron, but you know. God, I remember Cinematron. Thirty one flavors. Yeah. Baskin Robbins right there. And that's the whole. Now it's all Asian district. Yeah, you know, I mean, like historic. Like, yeah, it's historic Asian district now. So you know, it's like. That was our stomping grounds. Man. You know what I'm saying? We, we knew every inch of that place. <laughs> we remember Bobby Ortega, by chance? That's that sounds familiar. Name sounds familiar. I spent probably I don't know six months running around with him. We'd ride our bikes around Paseo and stuff, and then I think he moved. Remember Shane Franklin? Shane Franklin, I remember him. Yeah, played basketball <laughs> with him. Uh. For my church, him and Dustin, and Dustin Hope. Yep, I haven't seen Dustin. You know that's the crazy thing. I tell you about Dustin and Phaedra. I literally grew up with them from little kids. Me and Phaedra used to used to chat on Facebook a, a lot. But as kids, my dad and their dad played in the band together. Dustin's dad played guitar. My dad was the drummer. His, his, da- his, his dad's name was Matt. They called him Mad Lad. My dad, my dad, they called him Drama D. He was a drummer. And uh, it was the craziest thing. We were, me and Dustin was like real tight, tight. Because it was the craziest thing. First time I remember, we, I did not remember him as a little kid. 
as a little kid, we used to be around each other. But when we was going to Ashmere, <laughs> I stayed off for thirtieth, right off of Western. I stayed off for thirty right off Western. Dustin stayed off of like Western and twenty eighth or 29th, somewhere around off in there. Back then, they okay. we, we were young kids. That's before they moved to like twenty seventh and Chartel or twenty fourth and Chartel. Yeah, yeah. Before they moved over there. They were staying off of Western, and I went over to their house, and his mom knew exactly who I was when she seen me. She said, little Drama D. <laughs> I was like, Drama D? She's like, your name is Gregory, Gregory Don? I said, yeah. She's like, Don's your dad? I said, yeah. She said, yeah, that, you're, that's, I'm, then she, I was like, wow, is this so crazy? And then I was like, hmm. And then Dustin, I was always, I I was into music. We we back then, you know, people didn't know. I was into rock and roll back then as a kid. I was crazy about Kiss. We all were <laughs> had this Kiss stuff all over. <laughs> yeah, uh, posters everywhere. Yep. So I I was like, you know, you know, I Detroit Rock City, all that. Man, Dustin used to be at his house and he would play his mom still put the put the records on. We would be jamming like crazy. <laughs> There's a you know Kevin and Charles just posted a picture of them. Yeah, I did. I, I seen it on Instagram and uh, I seen it on Instagram and I was like, Price. I I I I, I, I commented. And I was like, Wow, priceless. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when I say they're still doing it's the same thing. Yeah, the same band. Yeah, but when I say Seriously, I haven't seen Dustin since high school. Yeah, me neither. If I if I seen him, I probably didn't recognize him. I I swear to God, I would love to see him, but I haven't even seen no. If I was looking through uh, Kevin's page one day, mm -hmm. it was Charles or Kevin, and I was trying to see if I could see any pictures of him, and I seen a guy that I. Thought maybe it was him, but I didn't know because I had him up. And I was like, you never had him. He's never been tagged in nothing. And then I was going through Phaedra's deal. And Phaedra got her kids and her husband on on her page. So I'm like, wow. And then it's just like San Shannon. Haven't seen Brian since he graduated. Brian Sutherland. Not one time. You know, usually you see somebody. I see, like, like I said, I seen Shannon. Uh... She came to a reunion at Remington. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. Okay. And um, I didn't, I haven't seen uh, Shelly Stanley. California. You I, know, that's Bruce's sister in law. Oh, ex sister in law. Oh, is that? Right? Yeah. She, Bruce married Stacy. Oh, is that? I didn't know <laughs> they that. They were married. They got kids. Oh, is that right? Yeah. They're, I'm friends with their kids. <laughs> I mean, they're, I grew up with Kasten and Tyler. Right. Tyler's six foot. Eight, two hundred ninety, <laughs> three hundred. Uh, the other son, Casson, six two. Just a mom. They're both monsters. Yeah. Athletic monsters. Yeah, like and like. Dude, I remember we was at the reunion deal at Upper so Crest. That's the name upper, of that place. Crest, yeah. That's the name of that place in Cross Circle Upper Crest. I never forget Bruce. He, I did not. I didn't know he was a police officer. 
So he was Edmund at that point. Uh, at when then he was Edmund. At that point, he was Edmund, but he was Oklahoma City. He yeah. started out Oklahoma City. He was OCU. OCU, yeah. yeah, OCU rather. Well, he was the arresting officer. He told me he was the arresting officer on major. major. And I was like, wow. I worked. Cause see, like, see, like, I, I thought you was you had became a police officer at one time. Cause I never forget, I was in uh, Mr. Lance Club one night. I was with Travis. Yeah, you was with Travis. Buddy. Yeah. And I was, I was doing a walk I through the club. And, and, he, and he walked up and shook my hand, and yeah. everybody was looking at me like, oh, <laughs> oh, shit, what the fuck is Greg? What the fuck is he doing shaking the police hand? Like, he ain't no fucking cop. He's just riding along with the dude. And they was like, nah, he's a fucking police. Like, nah. And then I, man, my, I had got a lot of flack on the streets just because of that I, right there. I, <laughs> I, I was like, I but that they, happened a few times because you know I knew Maurice. Yeah. I played soccer. No, I mean, with but Maurice. Ma- I mean, but Maurice. I mean, Maurice would see would see me, and he would literally flat. He he got to where he knew my car, and he would hit his lights and pull me over just to sit back and talk. Yeah, I mean, Stanford Rice, Reggie Woods. Yep. Uh, who else? Shit. Uh, David, the white guy, David. From Northeast, I can't. I know he's telling, but can't remember the last name for some crazy reason. But I'm just saying. Yeah, we ran around with a lot of cops. Yeah, I Travis. Now Travis, I worked with him at Coit's. Mm-hmm. I've known him for years, and I mm-hmm. got a. I'm gonna have him on, <laughs> and we got a story that night. It was, it was that night, or it might have been another night. No, it was that night, because at seven they did a briefing at seven. Mm-hmm. at the police station and he was you know east side spring mm-hmm. spring lake yeah and we're doing a briefing and all the cops are by and we're just like okay let's go get gas we finish the briefing we go get gas fill up we jump on 36 and jump on the highway right there on the highway mm-hmm. gets on the highway monte carlo like a 80 monte carlo going like 90 miles an hour he clocks him turns around it's ch- full-on chase and it's, uh, somebody stole the car from Guthrie, and he was speeding back to Oklahoma City. And so we're punching lights. He exits the highway on 35 going, whatever, 100, right through red light. We follow him. I'm in there. I don't have my seatbelt on. The computer's like right here in mm-hmm. my face. And we're just busting through, and then Travis just hunts this guy down, found him. Uh, we, um, we go through a neighborhood there on the west side of I-35, dead end this guy just jumps out of the car and takes off running travis puts it in park going about 20 jumps out while the car's just rolling and chases this guy down you know tra- travis is like a track star or right. whatever so he catches him and they do their little thing you know back in the day <laughs> that that dude didn't come out well but he got <laughs> thrown in the back of the car and i was just like this is we just clocked in you know and it took us four hours five hours to do paperwork at the police station and we left and went, he went straight to Lance because he was like Lance is about to get out we got to go over there because whatever you know happens and then we walked through Lance and that's when I saw you I was like dang what's up Man, I haven't seen yeah, you in I, years I, I remember, I remember it's like when you when we seen each other I was like Kurt and you came over and we shook hands and everybody was like it was like it was like the music stopped <laughs> the fuck is he <laughs> He's shaking the police hand. <laughs> oh man, I got. 
I had so many rumors. I was working for the police and this, that, and that. I didn't think of that's how dumb I was. I was just no, like, I, but I wasn't like, tripping because I, I didn't. You knew. I'm like, this is my friend from from childhood. You know what I'm saying? This, I wouldn't give a damn what was going on. I'm going to speak to what what was going on. I'm going to speak to Kirk, and I'm like, oh my god. And then I I started hearing all the rumors and. Oh my God! Greg's an informant. <laughs> I mean, it was just—I mean, you know, you're a street person, you're in the streets, and and anything, you know. I don't think you were. I'm, I mean, I think you was just doing a ride along. You know? That's all I was doing was doing ride along because mm-hmm. I want. You know, we were all a lot of us from Coits were doing ride alongs, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "That's my turn." You know, I want to go, and turned out to be a wild ass, wild ass <laughs> night, and we saw. Chateau, we saw a bunch of people, you know, running mm-hmm. around over there because we were on 36th and mm-hmm. Kelly for a while at that place. He hung out there, mm-hmm. and he's Travis is cool as long as you're not just being an idiot. He's like he ain't tripping on nothing, you know. He's yeah. just like, man, y'all just go chill or whatever. And then after all that blew over around three, it was just like they're playing like cat and mouse games. The cops are with each other, mm-hmm. trying to find each other and play tag or whatever the hell they're doing. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, so it was, I mean. They drive 80 wherever they're going. Yeah. Hey, let's go over here and just. Yeah, you think, you would literally think they were going to a car. They were just kids. Yeah. It was like grown up kids in cars playing around like us, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Man, man. Man. I'll never forget. Riding with you in that damn Camaro. What I do? You, you were, you were. Now, are we talking you, about the orange tripped. one? I can't remember. Wow. You. I remember you messed up your back axle. That was the white one, right yeah, on Thirty Fourth and Western. Western. Well, matter of fact, you did that right in front of our house because mm-hmm. you, 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 you was, you was, you punched it down our block. I'm riding with you, and then you, you hit, you hit the brake, an emergency brake, and slid, spit. Did the, Went did too far and hit the curb. Hit the curb and bow. I was like, oh, what the fuck? And then I, we got out and your back wheel was cocked like that. And I was like, damn. Yeah. I got to buy another axle shaft. Because that was like the fourth one <laughs> on that car. <laughs> hey, man. I, I was like, I said, damn. This guy just fucked up this, this nice looking ass car. <laughs> we I was, was just trying to, you know, it. It's like a learning curve. You just keep doing mm-hmm. it until you, you know, smash enough of them where you know, okay, I can't go, I can't go this far or this fast because mm-hmm. I'll keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. So I got good at it. Now I've done it since. I think that was the last one. <laughs> so. Well, I know, I know. What were you driving then? You had an Elkham. What were you driving? Mm-hmm. I had an eighty Regal. You had something, yeah. I had eighty. I had an eighty Regal back then, and. Uh, and B had. His Camaro. He had the Camaro. Mm-hmm. I had an 80 Regal, and I had I had fucking loud ass stereo up in there. That's when everybody started putting the putting the woofers in the in the in the, in mm-hmm. the trunk, and I was I had to I had a sti- I had two 15 inch woofers in the back, and I was like, wow, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you remember when I had the McLeans on my car? Yeah, and. Do you remember when I got jacked at Memorial Park? Mm-mm. I know. I was you. playing with John Tarr tennis. Mm-hmm. Stupid ass, you know. We 
we pulled up in the parking lot there on 36th and I had two 18s and a big ass amplifier and just all kinds of stuff and it's like whatever five like late in the evening and we're just playing tennis and I'm like um I hear my alarm go off and there's a bunch of people a bunch of black people in the parking lot just chilling you know whatever and I'm just like I'm like let's go walk up there I probably you know I probably know I know somebody, you know, mm. what's going on up there. So I'll walk up there, you know, with my tennis racket. Hey, what's up? You know, did something happen or whatever? And then just out of nowhere, somebody came behind somebody and hit me in the head with like a pipe. Mm. And I was like, I was kind of dazed and fell down. And I just got up and they were like yelling or whatever. And I was like, took off, took off running because John never, I thought John was behind me, but he, he, wasn't. he was like, screw this. So we just took off and wait and came back after everybody had gone, but they had beat out the back window. I think they took my woofers and they took um, my radar. They didn't take my radar detector because it was on the dash. Mm -hmm. I think they just took like the woofers out. I can't even remember. I remember driving home, the front window was mashed out because they'd mashed my, Yeah. it's still there. The marks on my dash cover are still there from the glass. It's like, man, I shouldn't have been running around over there in the middle of the night. That's when it was, you know, 1991, yeah, 1990. That's when it started getting bad over there. Yeah. That's when it was bad over there. I mean. I was living with Max Walker. So I drove to Max's house. Mm -hmm. Had to go get some more glass the next morning. But I just chalk it up to the game. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's real crazy. It's like um, Mark Walker. That was another guy that I grew up. That, that was cool. One of the coolest cat, cats I ever met. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Still kind of laid back and cool. Yeah, he's yeah he's like we chat on we chat on. Well, I'm not really on Facebook that much. You're I'm, on Instagram, right? Yeah, Instagram. I it's more. It's more of you know, you don't see people posting much. All the drama mess. Yeah, it's and more fun. fun. It's on more Instagram. Yeah. You know, and that's me. Like, if if I can't if I can't if I can't put a smile on a person's face every day and make them forget about their problems just for a little bit, because I got I have just even on Facebook, I have people on Facebook and Instagram. They like, dude, you are crazy. <laughs> it's like some of the the memes memes you post or just what you 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 type out something and, and just have me crying. And it's the real. <laughs> What's your Instagram? The real boys. The the real D boys. The real uh, D boy five. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And when I'm scrolling, I'll scroll down Instagram, and I just do it a few times a day, and I'll see something crazy, and I'll be like, "This is Greg right here," and I'm there. Sure enough, it's the real. I'm like, yeah, the real D boys five. Yeah. You know who Derek Lewis is? <laughs> Derek Lewis. He's a MMA fighter, heavyweight. Oh yeah. He's called the Black Beast. Mm hmm. He's like you. He posts the funniest, craziest memes, stuff, uh, and videos. I mean, it, 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 I mean, to me, I mean, that's what I like to do. I like to make people laugh. I don't. I you might if, have a if, if, if you if you if you like, with if we're together and you got a negative negative energy about you and attitude and everything is. I'll always some some drama stuff. I don't even want to be around you. 
No, seriously, because I mean, like, I mean, life's too short, man. Yeah, it's too short, and you know, I always like to make people laugh, and everybody's like, "This guy, boy, you is crazy." Because I mean, you know, <laughs> I always got some joke, some you know, to uh, you know, and I just like you know, I just like to make people laugh and treat. I want to be treated like I treat people. I treat everybody mm-hmm. with respect. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, you know. I mean, you could be one of the, the biggest asshole in the world. I'm still gonna treat you. I'm a, I'm still treat you ki- with kindness. That's what they, I was taught. That's growing up as ki- as a kid, killing with kindness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My mother always told me that killing with kindness, baby. You know, just because they 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 act shitty with you, don't act shitty with them. And I know, you know, I mean, it works. Cause I mean, sometimes I used to let people rub me the wrong way and. I would like, just like, fuck, say fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Go, say, go, get on a level and act, act. Uh, but I was like, no, never accomplished nothing here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. But other than that, I mean, man, that's all I do now. Is my my son? It was, I, he didn't get to play football last year because of the COVID. How old is your son now? Which one? I got four boys. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I got fourteen, twelve, five, and three. And my three, he, he, he is my, he's my dad. He think he, he think he runs me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes! And they're where are they going to school? Uh, they go to Dove. Oh, mm-hmm. I've heard of that. Yeah, my wife, she works for Epic. <laughs> okay, charter schools. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so. I get so tired of hearing seeing them on the news. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I'm gonna stay out of that. I don't understand any of that. I'm just like, whatever. Uh, it's just they got you got a state senator here in Oklahoma. Mm. He's basically in with Dove. He don't like the guys Ben and David from Epic. Okay. They. Did you ever run around with us when we were looking to fight somebody in high school, like going to another, like a football game, like at Capitol Man, Hill or shit. McGinnis? Well, we used to go to, uh, well, you remember uh, the, the I Crown Heights? You know, I, the uh, around Halloween, the egg fights? Did you ever do any of that? No. Glenn, <laughs> me, and I, me and Glenn used to go down there and just hurl eggs at everybody. I remember, I remember, I remember in high school, we all used to be in the parking lot at lunch. Mm-hmm. It would be a gang of us, and I don't know, we would be playing like we would be fighting. <laughs> it was like the craziest stuff. I was like, wow, Miss Bradley, I never forget, she used to get so pissed at all of us. Cause we would all be out there and we would be playing out there in the parking lot at lunch and shit like, she really thought it was fighting cause people were picking each other up, slamming them on people's cars and stuff. But it was just we was wrestling and then and everybody would be out there laughing at us and stuff. And it's like, do you know why she was so upset? Hmm? I'll tell you why she was so upset. Cause she just finished chasing me in my car around the back parking lot <laughs> and writing me a ticket. And then she come up. I still got the tickets. But she wrote me. Miss Bradley. I never forget. I was with it was me, Hersey Taylor, 
Where's Hersey at? Hersey works for this guy. He owns a lot of property in Bricktown. Okay. And so actually, he, he 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 did own or was part owner of the spaghetti warehouse. Okay. And well, this guy owned. Hersey, so he's around. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's doing pretty good. He got been buying houses and stuff like that. You know, he st- he stays in this house. Got him, he got a house over on the east side of Oklahoma City, and uh, he 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 bought this house and he actually, excuse me, he actually was gonna uh, use it as a just as a rental. Mm-hmm. And after he finished doing it, he he was like, I'm keeping this one and the house that he was staying in. He rented that one oh, out. Okay, so yeah, but everybody. It's pretty much successful, uh, you know. I mean that I can, that I know. Bobby Dunn. Bobby stays around the corner from him. Okay. Bobby, Bobby's a little old man in the shoe. He got fifty million kids. <laughs> him and his old lady. They. Oh my God. He was so fun in high school. I think they got wild. about. I think they got. They got about six kids, seven. And he got like. Four girls and t- yeah, he got six kids. He got four girls mm-hmm. and two boys. And we got all we got to go do upper crust or something again. Yeah. Get together because I haven't seen everybody. I haven't seen BB in a while. I haven't seen Bobby Dunn. I haven't seen everybody. Like that's the crazy part. Everybody pretty much looks the same. You know, look just gr- old and gray. Just little little gray, but they don't look as you know. None of us. I can honestly say our generation was the best generation. <laughs> I can I ain't gonna lie, cause you know you. I mean, I mean we used to do flips off the house and, and garages and stuff like that, and I mean climb trees and fall out the tree or fall off the top of the house and shit. Man, a kid trip trip over the shoestring now and fuck around, and <laughs> break every bone in his body or died. Shit, what the fuck is they doing? We used to drag <laughs> my friend Sam. Uh, used to drag me and my buddy around in a on the we would hang on to the bumper of the car and he would drag us through the park. <laughs> I Edgemere Park. I remember. All right, I, I seen Sam Gibson one day. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had a, a old ass Honda I bought from this guy. I think I bought it for like a hundred fifty bucks, and I was. Taken. I had just bought it, and I was following. I was following. I was actually following William in my car, and uh, I was looked. Over, I'm at the lights, and I look over, and he said, "Hey, Greg." He's like, "What's going on?" I said, "Man, I'm trying to get this piece of shit ass car I just bought to the house." <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, yeah, it's a piece of shit." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, but the shit." When I got, I got a, a friend. We call him Peter Man. He specializes in in the Honda Motor, mm-hmm. Honda and Toyotas. Oh my God, he that's you I'll bring him a while. You bring him Honda Toyota. He that's his specialty. He tear one of those motors down, and put it back together. Mm-hmm. Be better than when when it came from came from overseas. <laughs> <laughs> but I I ended up selling that car after it was all said and done. Got. <clears throat> Uh, man, I, 
Pat, old white guy named Pat, um, he did body work. He was and, and all that. I, I took did, over his body shop on Reno. Yeah, in fourteen. But his brother named David. Uh huh. He's the painter. Yeah. Or the body. Well, guy. He's the He's body, body guy. guy. David. You knew that? I, yeah. I would let David. You can do all the body work you want um, on all my cars. And that car, uh, I took it to David, and I let him do body work. And, and uh, I just drop it off to him. Because Pat was was on the corner. David was down the way. Like this is on Western, or is this on off, Reno? Off of Reno and, okay, yeah. off of Reno and Penn yeah, right there. Yeah. And uh, David was just right there in the strip mall right there where they do the... Lettering? Le, yeah, the wraps and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was right there in that strip mall. And, I heard that in 12 or 13. Yeah, it's been a while back. And, uh, shit. They, I heard Pat passed away. But he moved upstate, wherever his mother was at. She had got sick, and she passed away. Then I heard Pat pass away. And I don't know what's up with David, because I remember he he, he just disappeared. Mm, yeah. And, uh, but David, when I say excellent body work guy, he, yeah. I mean, I never had no problems at it at um, you know it's a lot of guys i messed with with dealing with these cars mm-hmm. didn't know what they was doing and he would he would he would make sure every line every seam the gaps were correct and mm-hmm. everything it was like when i got the when he got through with that hind i dropped him off to him it was beat up and he he went to the salvage yard and found found old parts and all that stuff and put it back together and then i had an interior guy um what's the mexican name mexican guy uh, he was right up he, he, he was off of uh is he on 20 southeast southwest 29th no it was his son okay uh, i used to go over there uh you talking about nacho yeah no his son it was his son his son had to had to had the had moved was off of Western for a minute. Now he's over off of Reno and Reno and Miller. Okay. Um, damn, I can't think of his son's name. But anyway, his son, like, I, he was like, "What you want? I, man, put it back just like it is, just like that." So we go down here, uh, off of uh, Main Street to um, the upholstery place. Yeah, upholstery place. I can't even think of the name. It's a lot escaped uh, me too. I, I'm I'm so brain farts right now, but go buy the material and shit. He he would take the seats and door panels and get it. Man, that car damn near looked like a brand new car when it was done. Hmm. And I think I probably had about at the most. At the most, I bought the car for 150. Had the Peter man, he rebuilt. He tore the motor down and rebuilt it for like 600 bucks. Pet. I mean, uh, Dave. Dave did the body work. Dave did the body work for me for about like two or three hundred. Then uh, Nacho's son uh, did my did did the insides for about like five hundred. Then I took it, dropped it off to Mako, and let him do a, do a little Mako paint job on it. And shit, I ended up getting like like five grand out the car. It's <laughs> <laughs> like. Put some new tires on some well, some used tires and then no new tires, but pretty good looking matching set. So put it up, put it up for sale, and somebody always want to buy a Honda or Toyota. Is them cars last forever? Yeah. 
Hey, uh, so where's is your mom still around? Yes. Okay. Yeah, my mom. She she's retired from the v, from the VA hospital. Uh, she keeps my youngest boy every day. I drop him off at, with her in the mornings, and when, then I go to work. You know, and uh, she's that's her day. Spending her day with her with, with her youngest grandson. Mm. And she, I'd be like, man, I remember when I was a kid. Some of the shit that he does, he he's doing right now. I was like, you would literally want to kill, try to kill me behind it. But and oh, that's my grandchild, and you know, grandkids get to get all the love. But you got any of them wrestling? No, that's you know that's that's the heartbreak of it all. No way. Not one of them want to wrestle. I think I might. I think I might got. I might my youngest. He I think because he always like he liked to wrestle and all that stuff. But my 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 th- my five year old. He wants he wants to be an MMA fighter already. He got his mind, Daddy. I want to go. I want to go learn how to do karate and and, and jujitsu. And I'm like, dude, what do you know about jujitsu? And he got I got him a little phone. And he watches the, the 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 videos constantly on YouTube. And he wants and like anytime it's a, a MMA, you know, because he I love boxing and MMA. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you're a wrestler. Yeah. I love That's it. It's your game. You know what I'm saying? I love, I mean. Khabib. <laughs> Dude's a beast. God. <laughs> 157 ain't nobody touching him. Not right now. It's going to be a long, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a good while before anybody comes through. Like John Jones, he done moved up to heavyweight. It's going to be a tough, I tough don't, gig. I don't, the way he, that he fights, kind of free he just yeah not, the way traditional the, no the way that he fights a lot of them them heavyweights gonna be in trouble because you got daniel daniel coming going up and that's the reason why daniel daniel ran away from like heavyweight to get away from him really so yeah, I mean, and daniel so. went up there and dominated i'm like john jones most definitely he's tall and b- being a heavyweight, that's what you you uh, m- most majority of heavyweight. What you got to be? What two twenty over two twenty to be a heavyweight? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's he didn't put on a lot of weight. He yeah. Put on, put on some weight and muscle, and you know him and Francis, they they set them a date. So that's crazy. Francis is a monster. John will get him unless I tell you. Francis who has to connect. I tell you who else is a monster. Uh, Usman. Oh yeah, God, he's a animal yes i love it i mean that's my but that's my that's my thing i love boxing a, i didn't know i looked boxing and, and 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 i'm still a wrestling fan uh high school college you know what i'm saying you know can't i'm still on top of it i mean i love it i love it i love it i love it you gotta have that <laughs> as a base hmm you yeah have that as a base yeah and that's that's it's all starts from from wrestling you gotta you gotta know how to wrestle um, you gotta have, you gotta be able to, you know, that's why I was like, if this would have came out when I was coming out, I would, I know I would have been a champion because I, I, that's how I, majority of my fights, I didn't had out on these streets and kicked a lot of people's asses. That's how, that's how it was, the, it was the, it was the takedown. I mean, I would love when it was like, they were like, you can't even fight this big old dude. And first thing a big guy always gonna do majority of the time when they when they when they when they 
when they fighting a small guy, they think they can grab him and manhandle him. Mm-hmm. Well, did it, I'd love for you to grab me. Please, please <laughs> grab me. Because <laughs> I, once I get your ass on the ground, it, that's your ass. You don't got no wrestling skills, and yeah, you, you, you're, done. You, you're, you're done. Your ass is toast. Cause I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm putting the ground and pound on you. Fuck around, j- and get on top of you and leg in on you and put you in a chokehold and choke you out and put you and put you out first. Then, then beat your ass back uh, <laughs> back away. <laughs> but you know, I just started, you know, jujitsu. You did a couple of years, about a year and a half ago. Hey. That the is the, the, hey, check this out. One of the best, that's one of the best things you could, you could ever do. I mean, I tell anybody, teach, put your your wife, your kids, everybody needs to learn how to, mm-hmm. some type of self-defense, but jujitsu, ju- <laughs> man. It's a, it's a superpower. Mm-hmm. If you know it. Yeah. It's just like it's people just people don't know it. I'm just saying, like the average, like if once you've been in, you you've been doing that for a while. People will look at you and take you as the average Joe and think they're gonna come and man, you fucking wreck their world. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I mean, and me and I ain't never been no bully. I ain't never been no bully, so you know I'm. You know I'm always been the laid back guy. But if you start some shit with me, I'm willing to finish it. You know what I'm saying? Because I already know. All right, it's like you've already ran the scenario through your head. What you're gonna do? Exactly. A million times. Exactly. I'm. Why this guy over here is running his mouth? I'm like, come on over. Come on, let's stop all the the the, the drama and try to get bringing in a crowd. Let, let, let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's get it on. You know what I'm saying? And ah man, I love I love it. And like you said, if it would have been 20 years later, 25 years later, or earlier, it. oh my god! Because I started uh, when I do jujitsu, they do muay thai. Yeah, muay thai. And then they, a few months into it, put on the gloves and they're kind of like we're going light sparring with each other, just real light sparring. And man, it was like I got hit in the head a couple times, and I was like, I I like that. Yeah, it, it it's. I like getting I'm, hit in the face. Hey, like people don't understand this uh, adrenaline rush. I mean, once once your once your adrenaline get to going, and man, I'm talking about it's like you it's can like, start getting creative. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, because I mean, you know, like I mean, like wrestling, wrestling, like took I took that and incorporated with, with boxing because my 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 uncle was. My uncles, they they always used to be in the in the front yard or in the backyard. They they challenged each other and they mm-hmm. get in the boxing gloves and their friends would come over and they all be out. There'd be like ten or fifteen of them back there watching each other fight and box in the gloves and stuff. And then they start. My uncle, my uncle Herman, he was just like one of the best fighters I ever seen in my life. And I mean. He was just like he just like random. I mean, I ain't never seen nobody beat him. <laughs> None of his friends. I mean, you know, they used to have guys come through and oh yeah, this is such such, and he he can he he can go he can go. And shit, my uncle used to. He was, but my uncle, you know, what I'm saying he he used to box, you know, you mm-hmm. know, and he took incorporated with the street fighting and 
I mean, I learned all that from him, you know. That was just like one of my, he's one of my, that's what my, to this day, that's, that's my best friend, you know what I'm saying? I call him. He's older now, but, you know, he's like, yeah, you know. Get on YouTube and see videos of old men beating up young guys. Yeah, but I mean, but box. but that's the whole thing. That's what I, that's my thing. You know, here I am, we fifty one. Yep, we're in better shape than the average nineteen twenty year old kid that's running around here. Yeah, they're not running around. They're just doing nothing. They, they, they're doing nothing. They don't go outside no more. Mm-mm. You cannot, as a kid. Saturday morning, mama wake up. I was already gone. Yeah, I've been the gone. Sun's out. I'm I'm out. The sun just cracking up. Just crack, barely cracking. I was on um, me, me, William, Major, as kids. We and I mean, I mean, it'd be like, be like eight or nine of us, ten on my gone. bikes. That's where I, for a season, around eighty. 81 or 82 like you talk about dustin me and dustin would get up on our 10 speeds mm-hmm. saturday morning at six o'clock seven o'clock put her little we had a walkman with fm radio yeah. whatever and we'd put whatever station on we would take off on our 10 speeds and just until probably four or five hours and we'd mm-hmm. come back like after lunch to eat yeah and i mean just but cruise around. with us we we wouldn't even come back home to eat. We would have, we would have, we have, we get about like five, ten bucks from from our from our parents, or or you know, back then it wasn't shit. Shit, I mean, tacos at Taco Mine was twenty nine cents. Yeah, yeah, we get remember, a bunch of. Like, remember when y'all just sit there? We sit there. We put about five. How much you got? I got two. You got three. He got four. Give us thirty tacos. <laughs> twenty nine cents. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I remember Taco Taco Mayo. Taco Mayo, when that, that's when it was on Thirty Third. Yep, Thirty Third in class. Yeah, I mean, shit, we go buy fifty million tacos and sit there <laughs> eat tacos and laugh and this that, and the other. Sit there and digest, burp and shit. Let's do it again. It's starting. It's time to start yeah. it back up. We rest it up. Shit, I mean, back then now, fucking taco is fucking three dollars <laughs> just for one. I remember when this shit was twenty nine cents. What happened to that? <laughs> I mean, I mean that's everything with everything now. You know what I'm saying? It's just like everybody's money hungry. And yeah. You, and you can't do nothing. There's nothing too much you can't do in life these days without money. Nowadays, you know, I remember back in the day, we used to pull up to the gas pump, got twenty dollars on a Friday night. Gone, right? What what they call it? Wahoo? Man, shit. Twenty you got twenty dollars and pull up gas is gas was like between eighty by eighty five cents a gallon. Mm-hmm. Shit. Pull I up, remember. Pull up to the pump with confidence. You got twenty dollars <laughs> on a on a Friday night? Shit. Man, give me give me give me give me give me Fill give me give, give me ten on give me ten on pump five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Shit, go buy, buy if you drink, buy your get your six pack and shit. Go to the weed house and go buy your couple of joints. <laughs> go to the bootleg on twenty yeah, third. Yeah, on twenty ninth. Twenty ninth. Yeah, remember the. I remember the bootleg on twenty. Remember it was like on Bryant, like on the east. Yeah, out east. The one I'm talking about when we was in high school. Oh, okay. I don't know. This was like uh, everybody. 96. I just. 
I got I got turned on. Who was that? I didn't even know about the bootleg in the joint house. Uh, I was riding with somebody. I can't remember who was I riding with at lunch. And they took me. I was like, "What was it? Where, you, where we going?" He was like, "Shit, go here. We go get a joint. Go get a joint. Big ass fat joint for a dollar. Shit, go pull on down. The bootleg on the same damn block. Shit." <laughs> Go buy, go buy your, go buy, buy, go you, go buy your, go buy the pint, a pint, a half a pint of gin. Or if you're running <laughs> with Little John, we get Mad Dog 2020. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, that, and that was the drink boom. We High every school, yeah. it, it was the everybody thought they was doing the big thing, drinking the wine at at the, at the mad drinking the Mad Dog 2020 <laughs> at at lunch. Come back with a buzz if you even came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You remember the parades, the like I think it was MLK parade, and we'd all get in our cars and we'd go mm-hmm. down. We'd everybody, the whole road. Everybody swerving and mm-hmm. driving all crazy. Yeah, I remember. It was used to be something that just come right in front of Northeast. Yeah, I remember leaving Northeast and we'd all mm-hmm. just been yeah. on right away. I remember McDonald's was on Lincoln, and we air, we air, like, there go, go, to, go there for lunch, and everybody. Was driving so wild because you had like five minutes to get back five or ten minutes mm. of driving and you were just gonna t- go as hard as you could yeah and everybody was like i mean wow speeding down 36 speed down 36 speed up kelly sp- sp- speed up lincoln and, and there you go yeah mcdonald's and it's like golly man it was just like you know wow so so much didn't change because I mean, we grew up fighting. These kids growing up shooting. I mean, of all yeah. ages, of all colors, and whatnot. You know, like here lately, I've been sitting on news. All these mass shootings the past two weeks. <laughs> I'm like, they talking about gun control. There's no such thing as gun control. No. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing. The they, there's there's nothing you can do for for. For one, the Constitution says you, that the people of America has the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. That's a set law that that's never going to get changed, and nope. it don't need to be changed. Why? I feel like people of America have the right to protect themselves and their property. Okay. Self and property. Now, when you go to somebody else's establishment, keep that in mind. That they they got the same rights that you got. Yep. <laughs> so they're packing. <laughs> exactly. So you know, you know, you got people doing all this craziness. I mean, Oklahoma's got some. You see some crazy stories, but. We have nowhere close. Like, I was just stay in Las Vegas. And I stayed there like eight, almost two years. And those guys were slow at that time. And then my, my wife just returned from Vegas. We went to Vegas. I hadn't been to Ve- I hadn't lived in Vegas since 2001. Mm. I, I moved back in 2001. Hadn't be- been back to Vegas since until 
just last month when me and my wife went well month before last when we went on our anniversary <laughs> and uh wow vegas changed i've only been one time no you know vegas used to be the town where everybody you the liquor's flowing like crazy as long as you have the slot machine the barmaid gonna come and bring you a drink drink for free really well, liquor's not, you know, you, peop, you you would see people literally drunk as fuck walking down the Las Vegas Strip or Fremont or something. It's not a thing no more. What's the thing now? Marijuana. Really? It's, it's, it's recreational. <laughs> the whole strip smell like weed. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, no fucking lie, young and old, literally walking down the street smoking joints, blunts. And you smoke in the casinos? Some of them. I seen, and when we was down in Old Vegas, we was on Fremont and went off into the Golden Nugget. And, uh, wow. Smelled like cigarettes and weed. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. My wife's like, that was her first time going to Vegas ever. And she's like, baby, she's like, I thought, she's like, I was like, yeah, it's done changed. <laughs> Because I was telling about, I, I didn't know they had legalized, I mean, I didn't know it was recreational. I mean, like, you walk into 7-Eleven, uh, I mean, when I was standing there, you walk into 7-Eleven, okay, 7-Eleven got the counter back there, it's got cigarettes and liquor. Mm -hmm. Well, now they got weed. They got weed right here. Wow. They got the glass, the glass case right in front. Uh, let me get a pack of Newport shorts. Let me get a, a a pint a pint a pint of Hennessy. Oh yeah, let me get let me get three grams of that, and uh, let me get some of them pre rolls right there. <laughs> that's what it's going. They wow. they selling it out. I mean, that's that's how it is. You no, know, don't need no medical card and no no card and that's right. Oh, wow. Then I feel like Oklahoma is so fucking far behind. Cause I mean, you know, it's always been like that. I know we're the, we're the Bible Belt. Yeah, everything you, you, takes it forever to get here. But we're the Bible Belt. You can't go nowhere in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma County, and not go two or three blocks, and it's not a church yeah. within the neighborhood on the main street. Tell me what. Tell me. Tell. I'm telling you, go. Just go, just go. Get out on Hefner right now and go down Hefner. I guarantee you, it's a church somewhere. Down through here, yep. between MacArthur <laughs> and Rockwell, it's a church. <laughs> yeah. It's if not a couple of churches. Yeah, that's different. Go go down. You can go from Rockwell from a hundred and sixty fifth, all the way to the south side. <laughs> I'm just saying, how many churches you gonna see? Hmm. I mean, they they they. I mean, they got them in the shopping strip malls and all that. Here's Dollar General. Here's 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 some little small church or people's church or life or life life church some it's it's there. Yeah, there was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we were just talking about that in our neighborhood. There's one on what Forty Fourth and Chartel, mm -hmm. the big Presbyterian church, yep. and there's one on Twenty Fourth and Western. Yeah, 
Uh, it's one. It's one on thirty. It's it's one. Uh, John Carroll is a church. Yep. Thirty second in Western. <laughs> uh, thirty 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 six in Western. The church right there yep. next to, to yep. Bruno's. Thirty seventh in Western. Uh, yeah, thirty seventh in Western. Yeah. Um, class and there was a church. There used to be a church. But yeah, it but turned it, into it, a club. club. But it dies <laughs> tore down now. But mm -hmm. uh, but they got plenty of churches going down. Class and I can't really think of none of them. But. It's, it's, a, it's a church. I want to talk about the gun thing again because, like, just say, for instance, they they ban guns or whatever. What's going to happen? I mean, well, Listen, like you take guns from all the people that you, legally have guns. You can't. First of all, it's not going to happen. First of all, it's been guns right now ever since... Obama was was elected president. Gun sales went been going through the roof. Then when Donald Trump became president, they went even higher through the roof. Then after the election of Joe Biden, the fucking <laughs> shit went through the roof. It's not you people are buying stockpiling guns and ammo yeah. right now. Like the funniest thing was when I went to Academy like two months ago to buy some nine millimeter ammo. And they were like, "What? What do you? You got to get here at four in the morning and wait outside in line on like a certain day when they get their truck Shut to get down. one box." Yes. And I'm like, "I just felt stupid. Like, where have I been? Like, there's no, there's it's messages it's on the on the on the, on the shelves." shelves. <laughs> I'm like, "What? You there's no, you, and and now I'm like now Academy don't sell guns in store no more. So you like you know gotta you can order it online. That's crazy." You know what I'm saying? I bought mine at Wilshire Gun. Yeah, but I'm just saying, just like, just like guns. Period. You know what I'm saying? Well, like Wilshire Guns, like you can go there and buy ammo. You know no. what I'm saying? No, no, no more. No. Well, I know it's a pawn shop. <laughs> There's one pawn shop that sells guns, and they sell ammo. I talked. I've got a buddy that's like a gunhead, not Will Burgess, but another guy, and he's gonna get me some more ammo. But it's um, the thing I'm getting at is. Even if they take our guns, like you and me, how long would it take us to go get a gun on the street? Less Man, than an hour. Take that. See, but see, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing about it. If you stop selling guns in a store, black market is going. Excuse me. Black market is going to pick up. Yeah. It's gonna go the black this. market is going to pick up. You cannot stop this. You cannot stop this. Some and for one, so you don't. You, for, 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 for one thing, for one thing, the United States Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force do not have enough manpower to go door to door, and take. There are more Americans yeah. than it is so soldiers. Yeah, there's what three hundred and something million people and three hundred thousand, I think, total, uh, military. Yeah. So. Okay. Left with that. Exactly, but, the, but it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It's like it's, it's, you take the guns away. The only people that are going to have guns are the criminals. Yeah, and they're going to have a lot of them. And, make, and, and then make, everybody's going to try to be buying them on the street. And the then, then what, did, what? What do they make the people that that's not that that's buying guns on the street? They make them criminals now. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. But I'm gonna go get one. I, I'm not turning. I wouldn't turn one in. I ain't supposed to have a gun. Yeah, I know. But you I, can't would, have I, one. I wouldn't. I would if I own one. 
and I and they tank, they thought they was gonna take it from me. But no, you're not gonna have. You can't have. I don't it. have a gun. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I got it buried I'm, some park shit, somewhere. Shit, I got it buried. I got I I got a stockpile of them buried somewhere. <laughs> Fuck y'all. I'm not gonna <laughs> fucking give y'all shit. It's Fuck silly. y'all. I feel like even though like they's like okay, we're gonna do a background check and and you know you know okay this guy can't this guy you know can't have a gun because he he got caught with some with some drugs he a felon okay check this out this is where it's, where it's crazy this is the serious we want to go to the serious side of it wait man i mean okay i'm a felon i ain't supposed to have a gun but Still yet, you do a background on check. The mo- the majority of people is doing these mass shootings and, and all this shit is the people that are legal, that, that, that legally own these guns. Mm-hmm. Rich white kids. <laughs> and not, 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 I mean, not just saying rich, just rich white kids, but the majority of people that are like, you know, you know, killing somebody else. So, I mean, like nine times out of 10, um, um, if a person kills a person, they say black on black crime. Okay, what's black on black crime? It's the same as as white on white crime. Cause nine times out of ten, if somebody kill you, it's gonna be somebody that know you. Mm-hmm. It's just not it's no for a reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, why you put a title on it? You know. That's, it, that, I mean, that's that politics yeah, thing it's that poli- we don't yeah, like. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's why I don't do politics. I don't. Democrat, Republican, I can't stand none of them. It's like Joe Joe Biden, Obama, Trump, all them fuckers before them, they don't mean, they ain't nobody did shit. Because if they really wanted to do something, look at the homeless population. We supposed to be the, we supposed to be the greatest country on earth. But we got more homeless people than anybody. Especially in our healthcare programs are so fucked up that that you know, look at Canada's healthcare plan. Canada pay is free. Canada pays the doctors. But you gotta wait. They come here to get if you need a surgery, like a knee surgery. Yeah. They were talking about that. The which MMA guy. But he came here to do it because it was like six months. And it's like, that's half his career or whatever. So yeah, just but come here and do it. But, but Yeah, we could do a better job for yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean, god damn. They giving out all this fucking stimulus money to these motherfuckers that don't even fucking deserve it. Everybody got <laughs> Every, everybody got checks. Everybody got checks. You got a pulse. The, the rich, the rich got a check. They didn't, they, they don't even deserve it. I didn't, I didn't deserve it. I, I never lost my job. I didn't either. We were, we I didn't. Were I, busy. I swear to God, I was blessed to work. I, I I never missed a day. No. Never missed a day. I swear to God, I never we missed a day. We got our letters like in March of whatever last year. Mm-hmm. Hey, you you're an essential, you know, essential business or whatever. You get pulled over, hand this to them. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, hey man, I, I never missed it. I never missed a day. I I I've been working. I've been blessed. My wife been working, and been we've been blessed to, you know. And I know so many. We got so many friends and family members that did lose their jobs, and you know, 
And like I'm just like Dude We gotta do better As a people <laughs> We do Cause I mean You know Like you know It's people that Are literally Living off of I mean Unemployment ain't shit I mean you know And I'm just like The job market COVID <laughs> You want You want to talk about COVID Not really This This <laughs> <laughs> this 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 fucking administ this last administration that we had the Trump administration, he really dropped the ball on that when he tried to keep COVID, he knew COVID he killed the CDC when he first came in, Center of Disease Control. Cut them out the picture. White fuck we we don't need them no more. Which that's the FBI of diseases. You know what I'm saying? In my in my eyes, you know what I'm saying? They look at they. You know when SARS when SARS was was the scary the next scary was the was the first scary ass uh, disease that was might come to plague the United States. CDC seen that shit before it got before it got crazy and like hey we gotta do something about this and come up with a cure. They came up with a cure. Ebola was next. You know what I'm saying? Then here we go with Ebola. Everybody's scared. Looking at Africans like, oh <laughs> shit! The, the Chinese, it was the Chinese with SARS. Then it came to Obama looking at Africans. I'm like, motherfucker, come up to you. Now get the fuck away from me. You know, but you know, yeah. you know, what I'm saying you know, but it ain't even hit over here yet. And we, and you know, the the CDC see, sees all these. See, see, they watching these epidemics. You know, what I'm saying from afar, and they like. Well, we got to do something. We got to come up with something to to stop this because we can't let this get over here. Well, you know, Trump gets voted in as president, and <laughs> me personally, I before he became president, I liked Donald Trump. Everybody did before he no, became president. No, I liked it, Donald Trump. But my thing is, and I don't agree with this. I don't agree with celebrities trying to get in politics and become politicians and all that shit. I wouldn't give a fuck who you are. Because one, you're, you're not... He was, Well, first of all, he's a businessman. Yeah, he's a businessman. When he was, you know, in his whatever 60s, he became a celebrity Yeah, doing that show. And then, you know, he had always, for whatever, 25 years, been talking about Running maybe for, or running maybe running for president. So yeah, but then you know he was he was he's he, gonna he be was an all, anomaly. He, yeah, he's gonna be the only one. And, I it, think. and he was, and then you know, my thing is, in my life, in my lifetime, loyalty is everything. To me, if I'm your friend, I'm your friend to the end. No matter what you are, white, black. If it, I mean, shit. There's some guys that we grew up with that I didn't even know was gay. But when I found out it was gay, you still cool with me. Just don't bring that shit my way, dude. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I don't, I don't, dog don't hunt like that. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm still, still, you still my partner. Mm-hmm. But, dude, you started out a Democrat, then you switched over to Republican. You had a lot of people. You had a lot of black people that looked up to you, when, regardless. But talking about Trump. Yeah, 
you had a lot of black people looked up to he you. He was in half the rap songs. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you had a lot of black people looked up to you until you played the race card. That was when he was running for president. He did not have no inclination that he was going to, he didn't think he was going to win. But I then see. when he started falling back in the polls, they said, this is what's going to get you your votes. They said, play the race card. And as soon as he did that, he actually had a lot of black people that was going to switch over to the Republican and vote for him. But he played the race card. If he would kept, if he would just stay calm and cool, he would have had a lot of black people vote for him on, on, on the Republican side. Hmm. Just because they liked him as a person, as a celebrity, they thought he was the coolest thing since chocolate milk. <laughs> Seriously, but he fucked up. <laughs> and what do you think about that capital insurrection? Oh, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I only watch news periodically. No, I'm talking about when it was happening. Yeah, yeah. I was, was just like, this is crazy. But I never forget. I was at, I was at St. Anthony's Hospital, and uh, you know I was working for this company called Infosys. Now, what are you talking about? You talking about like when they barged in the Capitol? Yeah. A few months ago. Yeah. Okay. I was I was at St. Anthony's Hospital. I was working for this company called Infosys right here in Oklahoma City. They do all do all the uh, low voltage data. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I I, I was on. I use my electrical printer's card. And, you know, during the pandemic, because right before the pandemic hit, I was driving for ABC Supply, and it kind of winter time it slows down. Mm-hmm. So I switch over to doing my electrical side. So I go over to uh, Infosys and start working. And uh, right when uh, I was working for them a few months ago, I just went back to ABC. And um, that happened. And Curry, I'm just gonna keep from a black man's perspective. I'm just gonna keep it real. If that would have been people of my color doing what they was doing, it'd been like a turkey shoot. They would have killed. Yeah, they got away with a lot of stuff. I was like, I, I, I was like, wow. Did, no, <laughs> this is the one where the guy had like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah this, when they ran in there, when they was trying to confirm Joe Biden as president, whatever, how, whatever they were supposed to be doing. But anyway, I was like, wow, this man literally. Had a speech that oh, Donald Trump was on TV doing a speech. I wasn't watching it. I was working, but then, you know, you you know everywhere floor I go on the hospital, you see t- they got the TVs on, on on these on the station. They watching this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they was talking about stop the vote and all this stuff. And uh, Donald Trump was doing his little speech and whatnot. And he said we're gonna march down here and. We don't. If you don't fight, fight like hell. You ain't gonna never have a. You ain't gonna have an America no more. And those people truly. I didn't know. It was people that was. I mean. 
I didn't understand that it was people that was that intrigued by that man and believed in him like that to where they took his words literally and followed him like, you know, he just called a shot like like a gang member. He called a shot. We gotta go down here. We gotta go get. We gotta go stop this shit. We gotta go. We gotta go take take this take the capital back. And they did that shit. And I was like, I when I mean it was just like the whole hospital. That's all you heard doctors and nurses. I I'll never forget. I was working. I was working in this office, and doctor said, "Oh God." He said. I can't believe what they're doing, and he, he's like, I was up on that desk. I'm messing with, I'm messing with, I'm messing with some, I'm messing with some, uh, you know, with with some jacks and stuff. But for for your computer, I'm I'm like, what's going on? And then I, I hear all these people talking. And I come out from this desk and I look. I'm like, what? The hell they doing walking through here, walking no, through the Capitol or whatever? No, it wasn't just in the walking through. They were literally. Busting windows out, and they were, they was, they was, they was, it was, it was just like some off a movie. I was like, this ain't real, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it was really happening. And I was like, hmm. And I was thinking to myself, I didn't say it out loud, but I was thinking to myself, I said, boy, this would have been some black, black people. people. Boy, I swear to God, they would have killed it because they would. I mean, goddamn, I don't they, see they, why they let them people in there in the first place. No, I don't Crazy. see why. I don't see why you didn't have enough security around the nation's capital, right? The White House, the Capitol, regardless, whatever it is. I thought, I thought if that's they were on I, the steps. They should have been shot in the legs or something. I mean, they should. I'm, 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 I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say they should have been shot. I don't know. I'm just saying like this. I would. I expected that they would have more security for for. Elected officials, senators, presidents, vice president. That's where they conduct the business of the United States. At you know what I'm saying? I'm surprised. I'm they just were like even I'm just like get up there. That's what yeah, that's I don't what understand. That, that's what I'm saying. I would think I would you would think they would have more security. Yeah, they wouldn't have to call in backup. It was it should have been already there. That's that's the only place that you don't try to break into in the United States is the freaking Capitol or the White House. It's like what. Yeah. What's going on up there to where these guys can I mean, even get but then, in? But then, you know, then at the same time, know. at the same time, here go these politicians. Oh, everybody yeah, pointing, everybody pointing a finger at each other, and that Trump and this, that, and that. But still, what you got? Everybody's looking at us and laughing because we just look like a third world country. Seriously. You know, look at all these other countries. They they do that. They kill and they always over, yeah, oh yeah, over. You know what I'm saying? They other countries do that. Come through with a militia and overthrow the government and take over and this that, and that. Not here. We don't do that here. <laughs> you know, it's a whole nother thing. You know, and you know, like I mean, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, this world is just like. I don't understand it. Half that. I mean, I understand it, but you know, I would think what what I really think needs to happen with with the government. All them older people that's running the government, 
they need to let the new blood come through and not the not just any new blood i mean people that's really people you know people that also. it's gonna be hard because i'm to keep 100 money rules everything and majority of the time the reason why a lot of stuff is the way it is the nra uh got their hand in majority of the the politicians pockets especially the republican party you know what i'm saying um big corporations run everything lobbyists lobbyists yeah they they run everything they i mean that's why i don't i mean participate much i'm know, just like you, i don't want to see Kirk, this Kirk, Kirk, just saying you, you're a senator and and they need your vote so you come in, you come into work one day and sit down in your office and you ready to sit down in your office and there's a, there's a briefcase sitting on your desk. You open it and it's a shitload of money. Or however they might do it. I'm not saying, yeah. I'm just, that's just my scenario. You or know a stick saying? of dynamite. <laughs> yeah, that too. But I, you know, that's that's only in the movies because they ain't trying yeah. to kill. They ain't trying to kill you. They trying to buy you. Yeah. You yeah. worth more to them alive than dead. Right. <laughs> so you know. So you're, you're in the the position that they need you to be in. Exactly. So you know, you know, just like right now, you got this podcast, and you know, here in a minute, the world's gonna hear your voice. You hear me? I pray to God that you be successful at it because, you know, you I, I, very positive dude. You, you ain't never been one-sided about anything that far as I know. I know you, I, I, since I know you, known you, you know what I'm saying? But it was just like, you know, the world going to hear your voice, you know what I'm saying, in a minute. As soon as you put that out there on whatever, whatever you broadcast on YouTube, <laughs> Apple, whatever, the world's gonna be listening. Somebody's gonna listen, and if somebody catches your ear, they gonna be, they, you catch they if you catch somebody's ear, and then they gonna spread the word. Hey, it's this guy Kurt. You know what I'm saying? You know, he's talking about this, and he's just like, you know, open. It's just open mic. He's talk. He's talking about whatever and any and what whatever and anything. So. You can I just pray to God that you know what you're doing right now. It it it, it takes off, and you know, you catch somebody. You catch America's ear, because if you catch America's ear, and you let like people like me and other people we know and people that you don't know come through, and you meet people that can influence, put an influence on other people to do right or change their ways. Hey, you you want the helping hands in this world. You know, not everybody thinks that like that. <laughs> I just the main thing was I wanted to just start it, kind of like when like when Rogan started his in whatever two thousand nine. He wanted to hang out with his buddies and just t talk shit, basically yeah. is what he said, and laugh. And that's really why I'm starting it. Just and another guy told me once uh, when I was buying some of this stuff, he was like, "Why are you doing this?" And I'm like, "Imagine." If you could have a podcast of your great great grandfather for three hours, so would you want that podcast? And he's like, hey, yeah. It's like there you go. My great my grandkids, they don't have to go to my my son and say, tell me about Kurt, Grandpa Kurt. 
Oh, well, go go here to YouTube, and you can get hours and hours and hours of him. <laughs> oh, shit, you know? Yeah. And so it's something that's permanent, you know, and that's, yeah. you know, that's what I wanted to, that's what I wanted to do for starters, and then have, like, friends that I grew up with, like you and all these guys that I ran around with 40, 40 years ago, <laughs> over 40 years ago, come in and just catch up yeah. and talk about all the crazy shit that we do. Oh yeah, you did that. Yeah, we did that too. Yeah. We were doing the same thing. If we wasn't together, but we were doing the same thing in the same block area. I mean, block I area. mean, I mean, like that's the thing about it. People, you know. I mean, you know, like I don't care what nobody thinks about me. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, because like at the end of the day, I took life lessons it took me a while to change and do, do, to do right but at the same time if i had it all to do all over again you do it again <laughs> i'd do it again yeah I but then either because i'm tell you like this what people don't realize is that we all did the same shit some got caught some didn't yep <laughs> And I'm just keeping it real, you know what I mean? Then, and then, like, you know. I talked to two attorneys before I did this <laughs> because I, we haven't talked about what I did. Yeah. And, and then I got caught on some of it, and I didn't get caught on a lot yeah. of it. Yeah, but, and I so mean, I like, mean, you know, we. Hey, we're, so we're, three years old, and it's not murder, you're good. No, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying just like this. Like this, man. I'm just keeping it real. Ain't no, I mean, you know, it's. Things we can talk about and things we can't talk about, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying? It ain't why dig up dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We ain't gonna talk about where the dead bodies lie, but you know, at the same time, yeah, you know, it's good to catch up. You know, we ain't gotta talk about it all, but people get enough to know they they can listen to this and be like, We all had right. fun. We had fun. We, we had, had fun. Time. We had we had fun. We we did so much as youngsters. I mean, I can remember me, you, BB. Who else? It was people. Badger, it was Bobby. I mean, we all in our cars and everybody riding. I don't remember we, Mike Hood. Yeah. Him and his Mustang. <laughs> yeah. And Levisy in a Mustang. Yeah. I mean, but just look at all these these young guys. We no destination. We're just driving around. We're driving fast. Music blasted. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Just having fun. Might put see some girls and hey, talk to them for a second. Keep keep going. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing serious. Just having fun. You know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> I gotta show you a video I've got of uh, I went to Darren Roberts' house mm -hmm. and remember he was on Thirty Third right across from Harding. Right. And me and my uh, buddy Barrett picked him up, and we took him to Masuya's house. He just wanted to ride. Uh, oh, oh, John! Yeah, yeah. Man, that's a, that's what I want to see is John. And I see I see David every now and then. I haven't I seen see David. John all the time. I don't see John. I well, see David not since COVID, but I see David I see, around. They had a health scare, but I think they're okay. They're mm -hmm. okay now. Yeah, but I see. I see that. See, I I left them out. I left them out. Uh, I forgot. We'll get him on the next podcast. Uh, uh, Clifford Gibbs, remember him? Yeah, Jamaican from Jamaica. Yeah, uh, wow. Jamaican. Oh, Clifford Gibbs. I tried to find him on uh, Facebook. He wasn't nowhere to be found. Wow. We'll have to. 
we'll have to we'll have to come back uh sometime and then have have a couple of other guys on there i'm working on another a big enough table yeah. to have three or four guys because we could really chop it up then yeah because i mean me john and david used to play basketball all the time you know john's a black belt and i think it's judo Ju- judo and that's that's a beast uh, right there uh who else uh golly somebody else is um God, what's his scott name? wilson scott wilson yeah he's a karate so, or taekwondo yeah. taekwondo yeah I mean, Scott, I, I keep Scott. Scott's like, dude, you are fucking crazy. He's like, the fucking shit you put on Facebook is, is hilarious. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, a lot of us are laughing. Uh, that, I mean, everybody is everybody's like, dude, you know, I get inboxed, and they be like, dude, dude you are <laughs> fucking crazy, man. You, you don't care what I, – I really don't because, I mean, you know. Say the real. It, I mean – Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta. I mean, I mean, it's just, just to make you know. Just laugh. I mean, just laugh. I, I mean, because you know, laughter is laughter is is heal. It, it helps you heal. Best medicine. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, because you know you gotta look at it like this. You might been. You might get up and having a bad morning. Then you scroll through Instagram or Facebook and see some shit I put on a. Uh, somebody else put on and uh, you start laughing you for, you forgot about yeah. you didn't forget about your money just for that for that brief moment <laughs> that's that's that, that's 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 what helps me yeah, so when time. i go back when i go back and i look and i look at some of y'all comments or just even see you liked it you know what i'm saying i'm like okay i know He's i made watching. i i know i know i made him i know i made him or her laugh <laughs> you know what i'm saying I, and i mean you know i get so many people tell me dude you are crazy you know what I'm saying? They like, man, you need your, you need to go on and just, you know, just keep it real. I mean, I always learn, you know, one thing I, I one thing I always, I believe in is, you know, having, you know, a lot of people got a filter. I don't have a filter. Um, me, I'm like this, you know, my wife's like, oh, you need to get, you need to learn to have a filter. Cause I mean, like I could meet somebody and I can, it could be a total stranger, and she's like, you can talk to anybody. But you, I talk to them like I've been knowing them all my life. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the whole thing. I'm not gonna change up to make to make you comfortable. If you get not comfortable with who I am, you know, keep on moving. You don't like the way I talk, but this the this is the real. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna give you the real, raw, <laughs> uncut. And if you don't like it, get the fuck on. You don't need to be talking to me. You, you know, and I'm, I love. I I love. I love people, and I love life. But you know what I'm saying? You know, people are sens- too sensitive nowadays. They wear they they wear their feelings on their sleeve. You know what I'm saying? And you know. Everything, everything is racist. Everything is racist nowadays. Uh, shit, Dr. Seuss was racist. I, I didn't even know Dr. Seuss was racist and, until somebody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell. I'm just that's like, about. I'm just like. Okay. Le Pew, Dr. Yeah, Seuss, yeah. whoever. You know, Wiley Coyote, Bugs Bunny. Uh, Bugs, Bugs was gay to me. <laughs> <laughs> Bugs been gay. He been he been dressing in drag for, since, forever. <laughs> I'm just saying, just keeping real. Look, look, look. It, it, when, what Bugs Bunny show did? This is a, supposed to be a male rabbit. When have you not seen him in lipstick and a wig and kissing another? Yeah, <laughs> he always dressed up as a woman. <laughs> but you know, I did not look at it like that. Then they was like, okay, Bert and Ernie was gay. 
the fuck? I didn't. I never seen that. God, whatever. That's silly. I never seen that. I I seen. I, you know, and now Sesame Street is and was is incorporating two black characters now. I said, what the fuck was Bert and Ernie? <laughs> yeah, what well, was Count? Count wasn't a white boy. <laughs> Count was rapping way back yeah. before rap was even. Yeah, was he, a, was. <laughs> he was. He rapping. was a pimp, like yeah. Chappelle said. He yeah, was a pimp. One, two, two three. three bitches, four bitches. <laughs> Okay, well, it's time to wrap it up, man. Yeah. I appreciate you coming over. We're gonna have to, I'm gonna have to have you back here in a few months or something, a few oh, weeks, man, and just say never, man. I, 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 I love times. it. I told you, I said, I, I told you, I said, when you told me you had a podcast, I was like podcast, I'm like, man, I love to do that. And, you know, just to see old friends and just to catch up and see where they at and talk about sports and whatever in life you know what i'm saying yeah we'll know. get we'll get some of the buddies in here and chop it up a little more yeah yeah but it's good sitting here 51 years old looking like looking like he's still 17 dude sure, whatever <laughs> minus the hair well minus the hair but shit i mean you know you're a little jack too uh you know i was bigger than this i COVID, when COVID hit i stopped working out you know what i'm saying and the gym and yeah, all that. Yeah, I left the gym. I, I was, I was a man. I'm gonna lie. I was a gym rat. I had got. I was like two fifteen. That's crazy. Five six two fifteen. Yeah, I was. I was monster. I'm. I'm like. I'm. I'm like one. I'm. I'm. I'm like one. I'm like one ninety four right now. But I mean, but when I had, when I was in that gym. My arm, people were like, dude, your arms are ridiculous. I don't know why I cannot get this, up. Yeah. like, this part of build up, this part of my arm, my forearm will build up, but I always, I got my skinny wrist from my yeah. mom. But you and I, me. I got my skinny, mine are extra skinny, but I'm just telling you, up here, back arm, bicep, tricep, bicep, shoulders, everything, I was like, I was, I was, Get, I was putting it together and, and then like wow COVID came shut down I was still trying to go to the gym they was they would you know the gym they hadn't shut it down but then you know I was watching yeah they started the scare started you know what I'm saying because I started people I knew started getting it and then, then I'm they hearing closed the gym yeah they, then they closed it and I was like well before they closed it I was just like you know, I went into my membership. I'm like, hey, check this out. I'm just, and I check this out. I'm gonna go ahead and pay, pay whatever they got. I pay, get out this contract because right now it's not a good time for y'all to keep taking my money <laughs> yeah. and I'm not gonna even be in here. And they was like, okay. So I I terminated my contract with the gym and uh, then there a few week or two later. That's when they closed the gyms. They start closing everything, and I was like, "Then I start." I, like I said, it was, it was, it's still scary. Just to keep it honest, it's, yeah. it's still scary because you know I know too many people didn't had it. You know what I'm saying? But when when it first jumped off, my wife she got sick as fuck, and she came. She she had it, and it was like. I'm literally 
got her locked in. We got her in the locked in the bedroom, and she she's like, knock on the door and put a shove a plate in there and shut the door real quick. <laughs> <laughs> she like, come, I need somebody to talk. Yeah. talk I'm gonna talk to you through the door, baby. But I'm not coming in there. You know what I'm saying? So hey, but it's nice, Kirk. This yeah, is nice. Good times. Yeah, good times. More, All right, more Greg, to come. Greg, Gregory Davis from yes. Oklahoma City. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right.